Hey, what's going on, everybody? Inner Chaz Man here, and we're back with another episode of the Inner Chats Man podcast. As always, the spookiest place on the internet to uh, get your gaming news. Um, here are my buddies, Metal Gamer and Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix is uh, what this is his one visit for the for the month now, right? Being lazy. My, my monthly showtime. So Ooh. I'm kind I'm kind of sad though. Apparently, you guys, when I'm not here. The show was so much more popular. You had a comment last time, had engagement. Man, two, See, co- two comments. Not here. Two Twi- comments, my word. Double the comments. Oh, no. See, I must be the curse, the hex. I don't know. It's all that Arceus talk. No, <laughs> no, no one wants to hear you talk about that. If we, if we, I don't know. If I'm we, just waiting for an, another time to rant. So, if we did an Arceus centric podcast, it'd probably do like <laughs> 10 times better. Hey, that could be my game of the year again this year, right? Yeah, I think don't we don't we have a topic that's best game played? Not that didn't come out this year. Pretty sure we have. One. Yeah, except I haven't played it again this year. I'll have to make a um, effort to play it one more time just so it can be on my list again. No. <laughs> well, as you guys can tell, we are starting our uh, Halloween uh, celebration just a little bit early. I know uh, because Phoenix is only able to go once a month. I figured. Why not let's do it a little bit early, you know, just so he could be a part of the uh, festivities. Um, so sweet. Yeah, good guy. Plus, I think I'm going on vacation literally like uh, the next day after Halloween. So yeah, that's the real reason why you don't care about me. <laughs> you go a lot on vacation, man. That's my last vacation. You just get off a of vacation. I know. That's like took a sabbatical. I did. And you came back and you took off more days to go home in horror nights. Then you're going to work like a week and then leave again. I know, really. Man, I want to make the money you make. We had we had a we had a great time at Halloween Horror Nights. It's a good thing you mentioned that. But um, just a real quick touch on a few of the topics that we've got going for you. We're gonna be talking uh, about a few games. I played uh, one spooky game at least for the season. Um, I know Phoenix is uh, chomping at the bit to get to finish up his uh, Starfield thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so much so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But we're going to be talking about some more highlights from the Horde, a Halloween themed. And then we got, what do we have? A, a bunch of news topics, actually, for speedrun news. We actually have so many where if we're able to get through them, we'll have broken our high score of five, which we've been sitting on that for a while. And then yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. And then, uh, yeah, we'll we have our final. We got to go to some, go to something and uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. But um, I don't know. What do you guys want to uh, uh, I'm noticing his face is moving around. That's not going to be distracting at all throughout this whole thing. <laughs> As you can tell, we learned some new skills, I guess, in the last hour and a half. I learned how to add overlays in OBS, and now he's uh got he's gone mad with power. Oh no! Get over here, friend. Look, I'm not on Streamlabs. That thing is crazy. <laughs> okay, so did you guys want to? I don't know who wants to touch on their game. Did you want to just knock it out, Phoenix? You can oh, go with Starfield. Ahead. Yeah, go. Do uh, it. Okay, hold on. I don't think I can be a Oscar Mayer bat with all this going on. So let me d d uh, hot dog. My no, oh, you made me lose all hope in humanity. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Chaz took so long to set everything up. I've been melting away and been making my own relish in this darn thing. So, mm, delicious. <laughs> Melting. Your own, your own cheese? Your, your own Gucci cheese? <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, as long as there's so no Starfield, mayo. So... There's no mayo. Please. No what? As long as there's no, no mayo, mayo, we're all good. No oh, mayo? mayo on so... a hot dog? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I'm Just sure saying. somebody does. People Some... put mayo uh, on their french fries. 
See, that's not so bad. Actually, I like mixing the mayo and the ketchup. You kind of make that, you know, nice creamy pinky mix. Speaking of which, this is the this is the friendliest podcast in the internet when it comes to mayo (laughs) on your hot dog. So if you do that, we welcome you with with arms wide open. We don't discriminate against your condiments. In the words of Scott, take all shapes and sizes. Anywho, um, so I think last time we had talked about Starfield, I had just what played like I think the first like. 12, 13 hours or so. Um, Chaz, had you started it at that point? I don't think so. I, I started it like a couple days after you. Okay. Um, what what was your kind of feelings on it before I go through and kind of throw up on this game? What, <laughs> what do you kind of take away from it? Well, I feel like that's why I don't want to go on too long about it, at least on my end, because last podcast, I feel like every gripe I had, I literally put in that. But I guess just to kind of gather up my thoughts and to reiterate um i feel like i phrase it as like the game does a i don't want to say good job but it it does the classic bethesda kind of chore list pretty good it like it does a good job of throwing a bunch of stuff at you and like it has some of the um discoverability type things on planets and things um as I kind of have, I feel like I've said it before, but like, there's not much that's, in, at least for me, that's that interesting. I feel like in our f- free time off podcast, we talked that like, I don't necessarily think the, um, oh, what's the name of it? The, uh, what's the artificial, what is it? The procedural generation. Procedural generation. I, I feel like we've talked about it, but I feel like that kind of hinders a lot of the explorability, like there's mm-hmm. not much that you see out in the world that is super interesting. Um, I've said it many times, but like I've gone to different planets and seen the exact same structures. I've seen the exact same cave formations. Uh, there's not a heck of a whole lot of enemy types. So you're going to see a lot of the same people no matter where you go. And I I don't know. Maybe I, this I game's boring. It's very That's, boring. I think this is the bottom line. Um, like, even the, even in the powers though, like I didn't feel like in the the upgrades, any you know, every time I would use my skill points for something new, I didn't really feel like I feel like the only thing I saw was, you know, upgrading or making my backpack larger. It's like, oh okay, I can carry more items, which I I didn't meant. That's actually something I didn't mention. So, uh, the whole over encumberment thing here is so annoying because. It hits harder in this game than it does in other games. I mean, every uh, Bethesda game has over encumber uh, over encumberment, so you have to deal with you know weight management and all that. This game though, it hits you really hard, really fast. And I I, I think I was reading like they lowered the weight amount because they wanted to feel once again quote unquote more realistic. Um, and I think that's what kind of neutered this game across the board. I mean, a lot of things kind of did, but I think this focus on trying to make things pseudo grounded pseudo believable in this you know space sci-fi epic fantasy whatever it is i think just really kind of nerfed some of the extravagant kind of enjoyment you get out of these games like uh if i think about every other bethesda game there's something over the top about it that and honestly that's one of the elements that always kind of drags me or brings me through the game like skyrim it's this very just you know medieval fantasy kind of lord of the ringsy uh thing that that over the topness with all the crazy um you know magic stuff going on just there's so much going on that is just crazy kind of pulls you through the game right fallout very quirky kind of dark humor like that pulls you through 
this game doesn't have that. Like, it's very ground in such a way that nothing is interesting all the way down to like a lot of the quest lines uh the companions are very dull like none of them are overly unique or extravagant like so think about fallout the companions you have in that game even in fallout 4 which i know is not everybody's favorite you had a freaking detective synth robot dude following you around like you had this crazy dark more backstory you had a mutant following you around yeah you'd have mutants follow like you had just these really off the cuff weird things that could happen and interact with and in this game you just don't get that so i think just that grounded element did not work in their favor here i mean i get how some people would enjoy kind of the nasa inspired aesthetic and some people do appreciate that grounded approach this game i think because it didn't have anything else to add i think that's the problem is like this would have been fine if there was something else and i think i have that issue with every system i encounter in the game like every system on its own is fine but there's no wow factor in the game. Like, you know, a lot of people will say that um, some games are greater than the sum of their parts. Mm -hmm. Like the individual parts are kind of whatever. When it all comes together, it makes this amazing thing. This game is very much just its parts and its parts when they add together almost feel lesser. It is not greater than anything being put together. It feels like all the parts are kind of disjointed in a lot of ways. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me, and I think Chaz, you had mentioned this, this game out of all Bethesda games is lacking for me the most crucial element, and that's the exploration factor. Like mm -hmm. for a game that especially they really sold as this great big space exploration epic, exploration is the worst part of this entire game. I know you had mentioned it. Seriously. It is. And I know Chaz, I'm pretty sure you said this last time, like in Fallout, you get out of the vault and then you just go in a direction, right? It doesn't matter if you're going towards a main quest or just some empty spot on the map. You will find fun stuff, interesting stuff, quirky stuff. You'll find something. You can't do that at all in this game. There is no going off and exploring. Like, um, every place you go to, you're just teleporting to main hub, to main hub, to main hub. Mm -hmm. And when you're at one of the cities, you don't really leave the city and go off. Like in other uh, Bethesda games, the city was this hub to find a quest and it pushed you back out into the world. This is kind of traps you in the city and then it says, okay, go out into space, but space is not this continuous explorative area. You just like go from the ground, teleport to your ship, you teleport to space, you teleport to a planet. There is no real travel in this game beyond just fast travel. And I, um, and when, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna add, I, I think again, that's why the procedural generation it ruins mm -hmm. a lot of the the fun of the as you were saying the discoverability like or explore like in skyrim like when you were seeing uh winterhold in the in the distance you know and and you're like oh what is that or when you saw the college was it college was the winterhold college i don't remember yeah the wizard basically yeah. harry potter like school. when you yeah. saw the the school or when you saw like specific mountains when you got there it, i don't know i feel like maybe the procedural generation just kind of it ruins the interest factor of what you're going to find like maybe a smaller I mean, it's the bulk it's perhaps the bulk a smaller of what universe their would have been exploration more is yeah yeah um like here's the thing about procedural content um the only time it works is when the focus of the procedural generated whatever it's not about the content it's about the gameplay like if i think about every other game that's had procedural generated anything I don't play it for the procedural generated content. I play it because what I'm doing in that content is fun. So like, I know these are different styles of games, but like Hades. 
Hades has procedural generated rooms, right? Or, or they're randomized to a certain extent, maybe not true procedural, but there are a lot of games that, you know, they procedurally lay out these new quote-unquote environments for you to explore. Yeah, Returnal is actually a good mm -hmm. one, right? Once again, it's not truly procedural. They're just rooms that are kind of rearranged and whatnot, but it's not about where you're at. It's not about the procedural content. It's about the gameplay that you're mm -hmm. interacting with in that moment. content. Yeah. Exactly. And it, with Starfield, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is dull, especially from an exploration standpoint. Like, all you do is you mine some things, you scan some things, and the areas you're going to go dig around in on these procedural areas are as bland as can be or pointless, or there's nothing to do. I think that's the other thing. Is like, every time I thought I found something interesting and I went through the effort of going through a cave or picking a lock or doing whatever, I almost never got rewarded for it. Like, a lot of the caves in these uh, procedural areas were either empty were uh, maybe had a couple of like weird alien creatures in it that didn't drop any loot. There was no story elements. It was literally just a cave and then maybe some little box at the end with some crappy gun. Not a gun that was like a reward for completing a cave. It's just like here is a procedural box with some procedural. Um, I'm sorry, procedurally generated nonsense in it. And then you'd even have times where like you'd go through the effort of like going through a quote unquote dungeon. You find the master lock safe at the end. Like okay, this is where the loot's gonna be. I had a couple of times where I opened up the master lock uh, safe. There was nothing in it. Mm -hmm. It was empty. Sounds or there like was like a low-level basic gun. It, <laughs> and I'm sure it's because everything is randomized, procedural, the, which is supposed to make things more playable, but it really just sucked all my enjoyment of being the, rewarded for the, trying to explore. As you were saying, the realism aspect is what ruins you know, a, a, you know, a lot of the loot aspect because it's like, why, why am I going to care about going and finding new guns and finding chests when it's going to be something realistic in there. Like, like the guns yeah, most are of not the loot like... is super bland. Yeah. yeah. Like I know you were talking about how combat is more, it's better in this game. Here's the thing. It's, it's mid at best. Like what made combat fun, like fallout three or fallout four was not the act of shooting something. It was like what you were shooting. That, I was shooting a rocket stuff. launcher. Well, it, even the weapons, like I was shooting a mini nuke or I was shooting something like a shootout teddy bears. Like you had just weird, crazy uh, weapons and arsenal that you could pull from. This game is like, here's a rifle. Oh, now this rifle, you can add, you know, a new stock to or sight on it. It basically grounded it down. So the combat was mostly just a standard FPS kind of thing. Um, but when you put it into that comparative category, it doesn't hold up. Like the basic gameplay is fine, but this is no call of duty. This isn't even like a borderlands. Like mm -mm, if you're no. trying to then take away the extravagance of it and just kind of get down to nuts and bolts of this is a FPS. It's not a good one. It's fine at best. I think that's my biggest issue with this game is, if you take away the one thing I loved about Bethesda games, the exploration, all you're left with are all the Bethesda systems. And to be fair, they're the same systems for the most part you've had in all the other Bethesda games, but they're not great on their own. Like, you think about Bethesda's inventory management has never been good, right? Which, once again, corresponds to the looting. You think about the dialogue choices. In this game, the dialogue's fine. I mean, I guess I uh, somewhat enjoyed the persuade options. Like, it was a little more involved than maybe something, in past games. Something I mentioned in the previous talk is I, I brought up the the, the the very grounded, real aspect of the, the universe and the world. It, again, not only does it affect the loot, as we were talking about, but it affects, like, I, I feel like the NPC interactions are very... I mentioned this. The NPC interactions are very basic. It's like, 
how interesting can a conversation be when like every conversation you have with a random npc is something like it's pretty basic it's like oh what do you do here what's your job you know what do you like to do for fun where should i go what are the notable places i should go here and it's like it's like every conversation is similar to that and it's like yeah i don't know it's all yeah yeah it's all quote unquote realistic Mm -hmm. or I mean, I know I keep saying the same thing about this game, and this is not new. None of these perspectives are new. I mean, looking across, you know, any review channel, I think you've heard most of these similar opinions at this point. But I really wanted to like this game more. And there was a point I thought I was going to. Like, towards the end of the game, there are some things that pick up a little bit. But when I beat the game and came back, and to be fair, I beat the game technically twice. I did the first run-through. I did a whole run-through of New Game Plus. And when you realize how the game kind of plays out, there's nothing really intriguing to bring you back to it. Like you, there are some cool things to do to enhance your character, but you have to think about, okay, why are you bothering? Like once again, at the end of the day, you're just interacting with these Bethesda systems, which on their own are not that fun. They feel very outdated and archaic now, which was hidden when the exploration was good, right? Like fallout four even felt old when it came out, but I liked that I could go and explore Boston and some of the weird stuff that could happen out in the world. When you take that away from the game, you're left with outdated systems, janky graphics sometimes, uh, in this case, very boring characters, which I think is the biggest just miss by them because they've typically done really well creating these interesting characters and storylines and whatnot. And a lot of people are even praising a lot of the faction quests. I don't think they're great. I think they're fine. Like, comparative to other Bethesda games, none of the factions are nearly as good. Like, I think about the Thieves Guild quest from Oblivion, which was awesome. Oh, the Dark Brotherhood. Or the um, Dark Brotherhood from Skyrim. Or even a lot of the stuff in Fallout, like um, a lot of the Brotherhood quests. Like, mm-hmm. those factions had some really cool stuff going on in them. The best faction quest in Starfield, the Crimson Fleet stuff, is fine. It's not great. There, I could pick that apart still, as stuff I didn't really like about it. Um, with the way the characters interact with you and some of your uh, choices you can make aren't really all that substantial. Like, there's really no choice in this game. It also drove me crazy, too, because like, the factions don't acknowledge each other. Like The way this game is set up, without going into too much detail... I'm bored. Most of these factions... <laughs> huh? I'm bored. You're bored? It, you, I'll tell you, it doesn't take long <laughs> to get bored in this game. I'm get, we'll get like, bored fact, talking about it. I know, but give me give me a few more minutes to because there's I'm, a couple I'm, of points that drive you know me crazy. I'm, being facetious. I'm, I'm not joking. It's boring, but yeah. <laughs> my point being, like, this game sets you up. I understand this game actually has some interesting, like, background and lore to it. I just realized I'm talking in a hot dog costume. It takes any kind of punch away from what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but there's there's been work done to expand this story, but the way it plays out in this game is very disappointing because you have these factions set up you have like oh man what were they you have the united colonies and then you have like the oh free oh i can't remember the the cowboy free star collect free star something i don't know you have all these factions that have history where they conflict naturally like they already are mad at each other about different things and in the game you can join all of them there is no recognition like if i join the uc united uh, colony and i go start to the free star collective they don't acknowledge it at all, even though they basically hate the other group. Like, if you went back to, like, New Vegas, they would know immediately that you were part of another uh, faction or another mm. section, and you get a lot of crap for you to have unique dialogue. And maybe there's some of that in the game, but it is so subtle, if there is, and definitely doesn't have any impact on the overall gameplay. Like, you can join every faction, pretty much, barring one or two, and they all treat you exactly the same, which makes everything feel so disconnected. Like, that's the other thing. The game already feels disconnected because the way you move around 
is just fast travel. Space, if anything, makes this game feel smaller because it doesn't feel like this expansive gap you're traveling to get from place to place because the only way you get somewhere is going to your menu and saying, I want to go from this place to this place, and it's just fast travel, fast travel, fast travel. <laughs> it makes completing missions so annoying because you literally will teleport to one planet, talk to some guy to check off part of your quest box, have to go to and then you planet. come back into your menu, fast travel to another planet to talk to some other guy to check off his box, immediately fast travel back to the other place, and it's just back and forth, back and forth. Super tedious, super boring. Um, man, I'm trying to think of where else to even go through with this game to like find bright spots like even at the end of the game like their big twist i mean did you did you see the twist do you know how this game ends oh i didn't i got like 20 hours in and i was just like i'm done <laughs> do would you like me to tell you or oh, would you I'm like to leave that i'm as... not going back to it you can go ahead all right so the way this game ends um there are no aliens which still disappointed me you there's no end sentient up in multi- or smart aliens yeah there's no sentient aliens you got plenty of alien creatures which they could all be the exact same uh, model, exact same creature. Like, there's no difference in behavior. Now, remember that I remember what I tell. mentioned before would be an interesting DLC or expansion down the line would be like a first contact. I don't, I don't know if they ever don't lead, that, lead up to that. But. I don't think it would matter much in this game. So, like, the way the game ends. Man, this doesn't hold a candle to Mass no. Effect. Like. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, anyway, the way it ends is it goes the multiverse route, where basically you, you're, the whole game you've been collecting these artifacts, you find out basically it's a way to portal into another multiverse. So then your character gets reborn into this new world, and you start the whole story over, but with your character like uh, choices and whatnot, a, and you can basically... Is it a huh? more interesting multiverse? <laughs> it's a, uh, it yes a and no. <laughs> in the most superficial way. So, and this is where I think the interesting stuff started, but they didn't carry through with it far enough. Like, so, you know how the game starts, you end up meeting up Constellation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the big kind of, like, group, the main faction, quote-unquote, that kind of leads you through everything. Yeah. So, when you go into a new multiverse, you have these random possibilities of when you go to meet Constellation for the first time, mm-hmm. and spoiler alert for anybody who ever watches this, Constellation changes. Uh, depending how you go to it. Like, there's one where, like, the entire group of Constellation is made up by a bunch of your character, just all different versions of them. Um, there's another one where they're replaced with plants. Um, there's one where one of the characters went crazy and murdered everybody. Like, there's some interesting things that finally happen, but it only applies to that, to my understanding, just to that Constellation group. The rest of the game is all still the same. So even though that's interesting it doesn't permeate enough to make the game more interesting. It's like, oh, that was cute. That was funny. But then you go and you still do the exact same stuff you did before, right? You still have to explore the same boring procedural content. You still collect the same artifacts that you did before. Like, the game doesn't get better. So, I don't know. I'm very... I feel so odd that I am so disappointed with this game because I went into this game with literally like no expectations at all. Like I didn't get hyped up about it. I was like, eh, it'll probably be fine. I had at the best smallest Skyrim in space. I had the smallest amount of hype. I was like, eh. I was wary though of the entire time. I think it was like I set my bar pretty low. Like I literally would have been happy with just straight up Skyrim in space. I wouldn't have cared about the old systems. I wouldn't have cared about janky graphics. If I could have got just a similar. Bethesda explorative game with a lot of those kind of cornerstones that you know have existed in all their other games, I would have been happy. But they ripped out the one thing I really liked. And I guess that almost makes you look back at other Bethesda games more negatively because 
that's really the only thing I truly love about these Bethesda games is the weird, wacky world that you can explore with lots of just interesting content to kind of go between, which to me is a substantial thing. But if you rip that out, all these games are mediocre combat, mediocre or clunky systems, a lot of times clunky graphics. I don't know. It's very much soured my uh, my impressions or my taste on even past Bethesda games now, which is kind of sad. I think it makes um, And this look- game is still buggy. I think it makes huh? me look at the older ones more favorably because well, I yes and no because it has granted I mean I, I get what you're saying I'm just mean though that like the fact that they're able to uh, spray f- Febreze you know on those other elements you know that like it's impressive I mean it's like well you're at least able to have some sort of true I guess I my may a better way to phrase this doesn't make it look poorly on those games <laughs> it makes me devalue a little bit of Bethesda's magic, if you will, right? Because those games were good because of that one element, but as soon as you yank out that one element and you think about what you're left with, it's not that appealing. Like, the age in the engine and the kind of cracks that, um, or I think we're showing a lot more in this, are so more apparent, and you're like, man, they plan on using this game for Elder Scrolls VI? Or this engine, I should say. I don't know. Disappointing. And the game's still buggy. I know a lot of people didn't have nearly as many issues, but I had some weird uh, bugs, too. I had one that almost soft me, uh, soft-locked me out of the whole game. There was this um, conversation that apparently a character was having with another just NPC. And then I, in my menu, said, you know, I want this character to hop on my ship because I just freed up space to have an extra person on it. Apparently, it happened mid-conversation with these two NPCs, and it put this one character on my ship, and then halfway through... I could hear her talking to somebody, but there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. And apparently she was still having the conversation with the other person back on the old planet, which may not seem like a big deal, until she decided to bring me into the conversation. She turned to me and was like, uh, let's ask this person's opinion. And then it locked me out because the other person wasn't on the ship and there was nothing I could do. I had to keep backtracking to try to break the conversation or break out of it. The only way I was able to get the game to work, I had to literally uh, trick her to follow me out of the ship and lead her back to the original person on the other planet so they could finish their conversation, and then I could be brought into it to say one line and continue the game. It took me like three hours to get through that nonsense. I don't think I played so long enough to really weird, janky stuff. see anything crazy like that. Well, it's still there. I mean, um, maybe you avoid it. Maybe I heard some people say that possibly they just put more effort in the first like 10, 20 hours of the game so that it appeared more polished initially. And then the longer you play, the more cracks start to show. I don't know how true that is because some of the stuff that pops up is like specific to like the system. So I feel like you would have noticed those earlier on, but I don't know this game. I wanted to like, and I feel like there's a world where after a bunch of mods, like if you, if you're playing this on a PC and you got good mod support, I've already seen people like start replacing uh character, like star Wars characters and stuff and adding star Wars planets that might add enough enjoyment to keep this game going. Maybe the DLC will make it interesting. Bethesda has historically put out good DLC. But this base game is very mid. Like, I know nobody wants to call this a bad game. It's not a great game. Space. It's not a good game. I hate to, uh, People I can just... still find, have fun in it, though. Like, if you enjoy certain systems, like you really get into the um, shipbuilding or you really get into the outpost building, there are people who will find enjoyment in those systems. But... If you're looking for a standard Bethesda open world, big explorative kind of context, you're just not going to get that here. Most most uh, review places I saw gave it like a seven. And what do you give it? Well, that's what I was going to say is that like 
I think that's along the lines of what I would say, but for me, I would drop it down one more point. I think to me it was like a like a middling experience. Like I I didn't love. I mean, obviously I didn't finish it, but yeah, for me, like maybe five, six, probably maybe six if I'm being nice, you know. Yeah, like I mean, I'm not usually big on like just giving things numbers because I mean they're very subjective. But I if this I wouldn't recommend this to somebody like. Ouch. Even somebody who likes Bethesda games, I'd say go play one of the old Bethesda games. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think there's enough here to warrant a different experience that you wouldn't get from the other games. Like, the space aspect of it is not worth it. Maybe the spaceship building, that's cool for a while. I know some people have spent a lot of time with that. I got over it pretty quick. I don't know. I mean, it's Your mileage is going to vary. I just didn't retroactively thinking about what I did in the game didn't enjoy any of it enough this there is was no faction quest there was no system I felt like the game was so slow to like progress through like level up like it took forever to get XP and that made it very hard to enjoy building a character I always felt underpowered and I played this game for like 70 80 hours and I didn't feel like my character really got that fun to play like a lot of the skills were still locked out because the way they have the skill tree it locks you out of doing stuff like at a very low level. Like I think the goal is they probably want you to really say, I want to be a stealth character and only invest in stealth. But if you want to spread out at all and you like want to be a decent pilot and have decent gunplay, you have to spread out and it makes you kind of crappy at everything. Um, I think they're really expecting you to go through and do new game plus like two, three, ten times. And then you build out a powerful character. Technically the way the game is structured, you're supposed to get a max character you have to play New Game Plus 16 times or something like that. That's ridiculous. And to be fair, it's not as long as you think. Like, once you realize how the game kind of structures evolving your character, each new playthrough might only be, like, three, four hours, something mm. like that. But you'd have to go through the end credits and New Game Plus loop 16 times or some nonsense like that. And it is not worth it. it this game's just, just not worth it. I, I'm I, sorry, y'all. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not the... It's not the system seller that I think Microsoft was hoping it would be. I mean, I know because they were looking at this as being like, you know, I mean, they haven't had like a real hit home, you know, home run since the last Forza. Maybe I know the last, but that's not a. I'm curious what their metric for success is going to be here, because the game has not been, you know, overly negative critically like i mean it's been a little muted like it wasn't tens across the board but i think it ended up being a like high seven eight area which is not terrible but they were I know they, they were looking at of... this to be like it's a system seller like this was and it still kind of was i mean maybe not to the extent but a lot of people did before that they knew what this game was people went out and bought xboxes for this game and there are people who are enjoying it. Like, I know I'm coming across real negative and I wouldn't recommend it, but that's still not saying that people aren't going to find enjoyment in it. I've seen plenty of people online who are loving playing the game. I think it very much depends on how you play this game, though. Like, if you... I think if you're a streamer and you have a chat with you, that's going to make it a lot more fun because you can engage in the game a little bit differently. I don't think playing a good guy in this game is worth it at all. Like, if you're someone who likes to play Bethesda games as the morally good person, which is what the game wants you to be, like the narrative and your companions, all your companions are goody-two-shoes. Even the bad one's a goody-two-shoe. So they all want you to play a good character. 
That is the most boring way and ultimately unsatisfying way to play the game. I should have been a pirate at the very beginning, killed everybody, stole everything. That probably would have made my time a lot more enjoyable. Um, but even then, I don't think the game wants you to do that. And I don't think you still long-term get a whole lot more out of it. But it's a game you'll find your own enjoyment out of if you really like the systems. I just, I didn't. I did not enjoy this enough. There's no, there's, you're not convinced here, buddy. Hey, there's Final Fantasy 16, by the way. You can play that. It's super fun and enjoyable. Maybe. And <laughs> you, maybe. Don't to, you don't have to think a lot. No, you don't. Um, instead of that game, it sounds like you have to think a lot and how much you hate yourself. That's why you don't have, well, you don't have to think a lot. Like, you have to, like there's no critical thing. Okay, I'm going to rant again because that was the other <laughs> thing about, well, one of the other big elements of like Bethesda games, and granted, they weren't always great with this, but they had some choice, right? You had to think about what was the impact of what I was going to do, right? Yeah, um, there was always some Megaton- sort of karma system. Yeah, and to be fair, a lot of times it was too black or white. People don't love that, but I would have taken even that. Just mm-hmm. a super extreme, I do this evil thing, something evil happens. There's none of that in this game, really. At least not to any meaningful thing. Like, it's not like I make a decision and this whole faction's gone now. Or, like, this whole planet blows up. Like, if I could have blown up a planet, man. If they could have taken what Megaton <laughs> did, planet scale. Like, I could have driven around a Death Star. Like I was just going to say, if you could get a Death Star or something crazy. You could be like, freezing. this game needed the craziness. I mean, oh, something. It didn't need to be crazy on the gameplay or crazy on the story. It, everything's just so flat across the board. I said, some people are going to find some fun in here if they want something very grounded and they really like systems. They really like the Bethesda interactive kind of systems and management. It's not for me, though. All right, so I'll stop. I don't want to keep us going. I just have one more thought point or one more point. Uh, so what does this mean exactly? Not, not Starfield. What does this mean for Bethesda as a whole? Because in my opinion, this is maybe not steep but definitely is a decline in terms of fun or quality in my opinion for games i mean fallout 4 was good but it was not you know it did not live up to new vegas or Mm -hmm. skyrim or oblivion or fallout 3 so for me fallout 4 was a bit of a dip and then fallout 76 another big dip and now you have starfield which i don't i don't know if you could call it a dip but it most definitely is not a sharp incline so it's like, yeah, this what is took, the it, it, future hold for? I mean, I mean, obviously, Elder I mean, Elder Scrolls Six. For Elder Scrolls Six, it's yeah. like, oof. like how yeah. how good is it gonna be? Like, it almost feels that um, it's it, all the future games are gonna just not. They're just gonna lack so much of that. I, I, charm, I am gonna. I'm actually gonna rate if they don't. Game. If they don't get Elder Scrolls Six good. That, oh, that's the one gonna be franchise done. where I'm like, I would rage. So I think it really depends, like. Oh, the no. the good thing I think that goes in Elder Scrolls' favor that Star uh, Starfield didn't have. Starfield once again, brand new IP. They chose to go this realistic direction, and that's just how they kind of frame this world. Luckily, Elder Scrolls is already pretty established, right? It's already got this lore. It's already got this fantasy element. So, assuming they don't rewrite literal history in their game, it should come with more interesting stuff. I would hope. The only thing that would worry me at this point, which once again, I don't think Elder Scrolls is set up in the same way. The big thing that I think hurt um, Starfield was the lack of exploration. The fact that they yanked it out and everything was procedural and there was no connective tissue. It was you bouncing from planet to ship to planet to ship. You couldn't navigate just freely by walking to somewhere. As long as that comes back, you have a nice big open map in Elder Scrolls and I can move from one place to another. If it's procedural... 
that's going to hurt it. Like, if every cave I go through is a procedural cave, that's I'm not going to do it for me. I'm hoping it... I hope they just use the same engine, I'll be honest. Because every other game used pretty much relatively same engines. Um, I think this one, they changed it, didn't they? They had no, to do it's a lot all of the creation and Well, they, they've upgraded the engine. They always upgrade the engine, but it's still the creation engine. It's still creation. I... Yeah, I just I don't want them to stay with the same engine. I want them to make it just better and just you know because they even with its flaws, the older games at least for the bare minimum they were just fun. Like no matter how you slice it, with their bugs, with their crap that those games came across with missing textures and stupid mm-hmm. nonsense like that, like you're you're willing to like kind of pass all that and laugh about it and just go to like the next awesome thing that they show. I, and, that's and that's fair, but. For. Here's the thing. Like, so that I mean that's fair. And I think with this engine, they could make another Skyrim. Elder Scrolls 6 could just be Skyrim again, but a little bit better. And I think I'll be happier with that because I'll hopefully bring back, you know, the explorative nature and the quirkiness and all that kind of stuff that I was complaining about. But I think they're gonna have another issue. If it is literally just the same, it's Skyrim again. There especially if, if you're thinking, okay, this is gonna be six years out probably. We're not seeing this mm-hmm. game for a while. Games have evolved so much. Seriously, it will have been probably 15 years between the last Elder Scrolls to this one. I don't think they're going to be able to hold up from public perception with this engine anymore. They were limited in this engine. Like a lot of people were complaining that, oh, you couldn't, uh, you know, get in a Land Rover and drive around on Mars or I, something. I said that. I feel, yeah, and you're not the only one. And a lot of people are like, well, why didn't they do it? I feel like it's probably an engine issue. I mean, they don't like what Fallout game or what any game has had any kind of vehicle exploration. I mean, I mean Elder the, Scrolls the you had Mako a horse. wasn't great. You had a horse, something. <laughs> but that's what I'm worried about. Is what if the reason why and I don't know this for sure? I might be reaching. They but don't want what to if copy the limitations? Oh, you were going to no, go. What there. if a limitation is the engine? They can't do it because their engine wouldn't hold up. Maybe if they move too fast to an environment, their engine, uh, like the uh, level of detail, the load, you know, the pop-in is too terrible. Like it's yeah. not optimized enough to handle traveling across vast distances at a certain speed. Like I feel like their engine it feels like it's at a breaking point. Maybe they need like, to and it can't introduce new technologies. Maybe they need to like, move there's stuff to that other games do better. Just move to Unity. Oh ah, boy! Yeah, we'll come back to that. I think they would, and I think this is interesting because you know cyberpunk um which a lot of people are comparing this game to cyberpunk now now that cyberpunk's had a big refresh and they're both big open explorative games and people are now touting even more how good cyberpunk does a lot of things and even they have recognized the shortcomings of their engine which apparently is already doing more than what bethesda's engine feels like it could and they came out and they said no we're switching to um unreal engine for the next game uh cd project red I think a lot of these companies are realizing these internal engines they have to keep up with and maintain, although it can give you some freedom and flexibility. It doesn't always keep up, and especially at the rate that Bethesda's been modifying their engine. Not saying they haven't added stuff to it, and I I am not a true game dev. I don't know the inner workings of their engine or how much work went into it, so if you are, if anybody from Bethesda ever hears this, I'm sure there's a lot of effort that goes into your engine, but it feels dated, and I feel like there's limitations that are impacting the gameplay at this point. Like, why not go to Unreal? I know the answer is there's royalties they don't have to pay to Epic, and that's probably the reason they don't want to do it. But that's more the Unreal Engine. Too. Yeah, but the Unreal Engine is extremely flexible. Could probably do everything they want and more. And I think they would just open themselves up to having more options with how they structure their game. Granted, I know it's a lot of work, but a lot of their old systems just aren't as good as they used to be. 
Like, the, at least we don't forgive them like we used to. If they have the exact same systems in the exact same fashion inside the next Elder Scrolls, and it's because that's just how they decided to set up the engine, that's going to be frustrating. Yeah. Even they, if I enjoy whatever the new world is. They better be careful because, like, you know, there's a, another company within Microsoft that I would say... I mean, we've talked about Obsidian before, but Obsidian does it better at this point. I mean, I know Obsidian is still relatively less talked about as Bethesda, but like, I mean, hey, I liked Outer yes Worlds. Yes and no. I liked Outer Worlds more than I this I liked game. Outer Worlds a lot better than this. Um, because when you think about what this game was trying to offer, like all the extra planets, that all fell so flat inside mm. of uh, Starfield. So when you yank that out... You're left with a game of, of like handcrafted content that feels about as on scale as Outer Worlds, and Outer Worlds made it far more seamless. Outer Worlds didn't it was even a shorter have, game. It didn't even have exploration either, and it was a more entertaining game. It had a, it had a little bit. It had more than this game did. Like when you went on one of the little mini maps, mm-hmm. I was able to walk around just find random stuff and stumble across things in a way that was far more enjoyable and far more familiar to like older um, Bethesda games than Starfield ever did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a smaller experience, but the curated experience made it so much more enjoyable. And it had a little bit of quirkiness to it, right? It wasn't so grounded. And, and I know that's a design decision, but I don't know. I, I'm going back to my rant. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I am a little worried now more so about Elder Scrolls Six. I don't think they'll have the same issues as Starfield. I think the issues are going to be engine dependent. And I think they need to switch or make some serious design changes moving into the new I, game. I had better not like Avowed more than Elder Scrolls Six. That's That had better not happen. I mean, I know they're not exactly the same type of game, but a lot of people are looking at Avowed as like, oh, it's their, it's their go at like a, you know, uh, mystical... Sky or uh, medieval Elder Scrolls, sky, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. All, All right. right. I've talked for an hour about Starfield, so That's let's it. go ahead. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. We're done with Starfield. Sorry. No more Starfield. For now. No, Sorry, for... Todd. <laughs> um. Okay. So I guess, gamer, do you want to jump right into? Uh, have you gotten to play Final Fantasy 16 at all? I'll be honest, I have not. I really wanted to play more. Oh, so we don't even need to... I really do have to. We don't even have to even talk about that right now. Okay. I I assumed you get to play a little bit more of it. Oh, no, I haven't. I really want to, though. I'm dying to play more. That's all right. Phoenix (laughs) took I don't want to forget where I'm at. Phoenix took (laughs) asked all your time anyway, so you can always have, like, two words. So Yeah, I can can catch up later. Uh, That's all good. I guess real quick, I will touch on a game I just finished the other day. Um, I have uh, I have played Alan Wake before, and one of my goals before October 20th, which is when Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man 2 come out, one of my goals was to replay the original Alan Wake and to, you know, play the other Spider-Man games, which I did. Um, but yeah, so I got to play Alan Wake. Uh, have have it, either of you guys played Alan Wake? I don't even remember. I have played the first like hour or two of it uh, back when it first came out, um, and it creeped me out. I mean, I, you guys know I'm not a horror person guy, and this isn't even like a really scary game. I know it's not. I've watched several Let's Plays of it since then, I love, but I love Alan Wake. I'm a big wussy when it comes to this kind of stuff. I do like Alan Wake in the context of it. Yeah, it's um, it kind of, I mean, me re- after replaying this game, to me it was nowhere near as scary as the first playthrough. Maybe it's just because I knew what was coming and everything. But, like, mm. I would say the horror elements of this game remind me very much of, like, a Bioshock. Where, like, Bioshock, on its whole, wasn't a super scary game. But 
you know there is that opening section and the first few levels it's got its moments, it's got its yeah. moments where you know you're, you're you're standing on your toes but um i love more, they're both more thrillers than yes, horror games very like much so. they put you on edge and they put you uh, like uneasy throughout it which is an and i honestly i like those kind of horror games far more than like the super like in your face jump scare kind of game so yeah mm-hmm. i mean obviously if you can do both i would prefer like i feel like that's what a game like the OG Dead Space was able to do where it like it was super scary and it also was like a thriller. It kind of did everything. But um ah, not talking about Dead Space. But Alan Wake, man, this game is such a fun and I should say it's really short. I I didn't realize I finished the game in like under eight hours, which is crazy. It's like really not that. But um it, it's weird because like my view and my opinion on this game are totally shifted after playing control. Because when I originally played the game, Control wasn't out. And Control adds like so much more interesting context and makes this game so much like you actually like kind did, of understand. Did you play the DLC? Of Control? Did you play, yeah, the Control DLC? I did not. I'm, I'm assuming it touched on probably some Alan Wakey stuff. Alan Wake is straight up in there. Oh, at uh, 2 Control? Yeah, like one of the DLCs is basically the Alan Wake DLC. Really, that's cool. Like maybe afterwards, because I think. Did you play? I only. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I only played the first Control DLC, which I don't even remember. That one was something about. The foundation. The foundation. I think that's the only one I played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know the second one is about. It has Alan Wake in it. Did you play the um, Alan Wake American Nightmare kind of the, I what, did. the digital standalone a long game? Time ago. I don't think I. It's been a while. Like I don't remember much about it. I don't remember yeah. thinking it was very good. I think. I think the control DLC kind of builds on that a little mm. bit. And I think kind of preps you then for Alan Week 2. Yeah. But um yeah, uh, once again I super enjoy this game. Like it it's very interesting because again after playing through something like Control, that that like remedy entertainment um vibe is just kind of like oozing mm. out of like like their games are so interesting. Like have you've seen Control like they're able to like make you put you on like you know make you uneasy put you on edge but then they have like moments of like humor and just out wackiness that's just like yeah it, they totally change up the pace of of their games like on a dime um like this game is so f- cool like it i don't know stuff i liked i i love how that if you play the game they treat it like a tv show which it's supposed mm-hmm. it's supposed to be styled after like um what's the tv show from the 90s oh uh Twin Peaks. It's supposed to be like oh, yeah. Twilight Zone or Twin Peaky, Twin Peakish, and like they Twins. they they even have like a a Twilight Zone knockoff TV show that he or Alan yeah. Wake has helped write episodes for because he's a writer. Um, what was it called? It was called a. Uh, it was like Starry something or um. I don't remember. Uh, it was like I know what you're talking about. Uh, either way, but um, I don't know. It's super cool. Like like. And they even explain, which I didn't even realize, but um, I guess I won't do spoilers, but like the thing kind of causing all of this to happen is like an explainable, like I, it's, it's something that they explain in like control. They explain kind of what it is, where it comes from, why it's doing what it's doing. And like when you initially... third world event kind of thing. Yeah, and when you play Alan Wake, like you don't have a clue. Like initially, you you have no understanding of how how or why anything's happening. And 
Yeah, they're building a cool kind of just connected universe. Um, I was reading too, because you know, Remedy did the um, old Max Payne games. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and I know they're about to remake them. Like they've said um, that right now the Max Payne games are not in this connected universe. A lot of people think though when they remake them, they're going to add stuff to them to tie oh, them into so all cool. of these. Yeah, I think it would be neat. Yeah, gamer. I, Max Payne's got some weird stuff too. I don't think yeah, gamer. I would definitely recommend if you're able to find, like you know, if you ever play ever play Alan Wake or Control. I mean, those are like they're really interesting experiences. I mean, I think. Did we never actually officially talked about Control, did we? I can't recall if we played it during podcast time or not. I loved Control, though. I mean, I'd, I'd honestly go back and play it again, because I didn't finish the first DLC. I kind of went through and skipped parts of it and mm -hmm. just finished up the second one, so I'd play it again. And they have music from the band. They have, like, the same band throughout all these games, that Poets of the Fall. They do music in yep. this game, and it, like for and for Control, it's, it's fun. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, but, like, I... I also don't want to touch on spoilers in case anyone wants to play it, but like, super fun. I the game is oozing with style. Like again, I love the TV show. Like whenever you reach a different chapter, it's like on the next episode of Alan Wake, or and then when you hit the new chapter, it's like previously on Alan Wake, or <laughs> and they'll play like Roy Orbison and show you like what you did in the last chapter. It's mm. super fun, super stylized. I liked every character that they got going on in this game i liked the gameplay like the way they i mean obviously the game it's like a spooky spooky time game but um the way they play with lighting in this game is like amazing like i almost forgot how integral the light is because like i mean the game is all about light and darkness and like yeah i don't know like and i should say i didn't even play the remaster version i played the og which apparently last year or the year before they made a remaster which I refused to pay $30 for on the Epic Store. I was just like, I already have this installed. You play, did you play it on PC or would you play PC? it on? Mm -hmm. Play it on Steam. Yeah. So you probably got at least, you know, better resolution than back oh, on the yeah. 360 days. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Super fun, though. Again, I would hard press to find any real negative I have with it. I feel like the gameplay is solid for the time. I feel like graphically it's great. Like, there's, again, cool stuff they do with lighting. It's got a great story if, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of running around. But, again, should definitely play. If I should say what they, they did say that for the new Alan Wake 2, they're going far more into the spooky area, which I'm excited mm. for. Um, I'm kind of curious what, like, Alan Wake 2, man, I don't even know what to expect with the next one. Because with this game... It's it's tough to see where even they could go with it, but they do kind of leave things up up for up, up for debate, you know, at the end of this one. So I I don't know. Well, it leaves on a cliffhanger. Like it's a bit things of a aren't resolved at the end. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's stuff to do. There's it's a very like remedy. It's a very like Silent there. Hill ending where you're just like you're not really given an answer. They're like, oh, this may have happened. Deal with yeah. it. You know what I mean. But yeah, alright, that's all I had to say. I love Dallin Wake. Great game. It's definitely a must play. I, I feel like and it it doesn't like it doesn't waste your time either, man. Like I said, you're in there eight hours. Every chapter is super inter interesting. It's not a I don't think it's a bad time at all. Very cool. 
Okay, Neat. so what do we want to do? We want to do highlights on the horde next. I feel like that might be interesting. Uh, we can. While you guys are doing that, I can't be a hot dog anymore. I am literally about to dissolve into hot dog soup. So I'll be right back. You have to do it on camera, though. Oh no! You are nope. my hot. Not doing you it. are my hot dog. You are my hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Turn. Well, I guess in the meantime, why don't we go ahead to the next section while he un undoes himself? You gotta we do can it see on, you. The, Just the fans want to see. You. Um, let's see. The fans are excited to see Phoenix to release his Phoenix. <laughs> release his Phoenix. Release the Phoenix. Release the Phoenix. Okay, so yeah, we are moving to highlights from the whore. Well, I guess we're already there. <laughs> release okay. the Kraken. Let me make sure I got all this set up. All right, so if you guys don't know our highlights from the horde section, is this is where we kind of pick an item from, from our ridiculous uh collections you know pick from our stuff that we should probably shouldn't have because we're adults <laughs> but uh kind of talk about them oh and... don't kid yourself oh, okay we are the Here. uh the weakest definition of adult and like the uh you know you have to really stretch that definition to get a, get to us <laughs> but yeah we just we kind of pick an item and kind of go into it uh if you don't know we, we figured let's do some spooky time stuff we got a spooky theme going on so Ooh, so spoopy. So spoopy. Who wants to go first? I vote metal. Alrighty, I guess so. Since I didn't have anything much to talk about for the game, because, you know, I'm enjoying my 16 time. Plus, I used up all your uh, time, too. So That's it. That's it. Okay. So, um, man, I didn't realize we were supposed to do stuff. So I have, like, I, I pulled out some games, and I guess... I'll start off with this guy. So I'm a little sad because I know this game doesn't really like work. Does it work? You can get past certain areas, but um, I have myself some Friday the Thirteen. Oh, okay. okay. And by our favorite company, no one. L J N. And what was it? AVGN. He used to always say AVGN was the stamp of quality. He hated their games, and you know what? Not for nothing, their games are pretty terrible, so they're not good. Um, this one's not very good either, but I am sad that this game is it. It turns on, it does what it's what it needs to do, but man, it goes into that that code death, and you see all of the numbers and colors and it, it's mm. horrible so it doesn't really work as much anymore maybe there's something in it that i can probably fix but i used to play this game when i was a kid and i when as a matter of fact you could probably hear it it's kind of loosey mm. i should double check oh, no. it. yeah i should double check mm. it I, I should i have a i have, a, I have a falling off in there <laughs> yeah i have a bit for it um so it i open. should be able to open it yeah i should right um i'll probably do Your that teeth. in a few minutes um <laughs> so like I used to play this game when I was a kid, and um, man, I used to always get caught by freaking Jason, like all of the time. All of the time. So it was so annoying, too, because I used to play this one and Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. Like, th those were like, I mean, they weren't great games, but at the time, I, they were my favorite. So I had this one, and but the one that I really wanted, which I don't have a case for, I have a case that is empty that <laughs> funny story uh when i went to college the first time um At we had an camp? illustrator class huh i said at band camp 
Bandcamp. Um, I had a I had an Illustrator class, and um, I didn't know anything about how to make anything, so I just drew a bunch of crap, and um, I created my own game case. Oh, okay. So that was kind of neat, and I put like more RPG stuff and stuff in the back because that was like my favorite game. And uh, so inside of here, oh, and I had to make a booklet, huh? Cute, right? I had to make a booklet. Oh. So long story short, um, this guy. So if I could find a case for it, that'd be awesome. So I have Eternal Darkness for oh, the GameCube. Oh, no, okay, yeah. This is a fantastic. It's probably game. like a hundred dollar um, disc right there just a disc alone mm-hmm. and uh, what's crazy about it is that I played this game so much like this game was terrifying <laughs> like I don't know is it that, that, is the, it. that is the game that is famous for making oh, mess with you making you it think mess. it makes you think your game or your, your memory's been erased I think dude it's bad like I remember playing this game and it was it, it left me terrified because I didn't want to continue it, and the the sanity meter really does drive you freaking nuts. Because it's like you want to do something, but then you don't want to go near it. And it's like you could tell things are happening, and it's like no, no, no. So like, um, th- those are the games. Those that game particularly, that's the spooky thing that I wanted to um, okay. show because that I don't have a case or a manual or nothing, and I bought that game. And it was only the game, and I bought it many, 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 many years yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure the like, oh, disc by itself is probably like a hundred bucks at this point. I don't doubt it. So if I can get a case, nice. then, ooh, yeah. So that's my stuff. Cool. I like your stuff. Thanks. I don't. I don't like your stuff. No one likes you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about with a mustache like this. <laughs> and your stretch marks on your shoulders. Oh, it's from the it's because the muscles. Yeah, okay. The muscles are too big. That's it. Yeah, it's totally the muscles. All right, if you don't mind, I guess I'll go next. Do it. It's your. No, I mind, but no. No. Okay, so if again, I don't know if you guys have I've ever mentioned it on here, but um, I am a huge Evil Dead fan. It's one of my favorite horror movie franchises. Um huge Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, love all that stuff. I think I think that's why my love for his Spider-Man movies is probably larger than they deserve. But um, yeah, so real quick, I'm just going to show I have... Please tell me it's Necrocomicon. Oh, oh, I have... Oh man, I'm keying out. Maybe I should turn that on. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> He's gone. Yay, finally. <laughs> uh, now we can take over. I should turn this on. Let me turn it on. I, I should have thought about that. <laughs> the intermittal. Uh, Intermetal man, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, looking at that Evil Dead stuff, I don't remember if I have it. I think I might have it somewhere, but I think I have an actual like DVD version with the Necrocomicon in front with the face, mm-hmm. the leather leather thingy or whatever, the skin nonsense. I have to find that one. Let's see, I think I have it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. real quick, I just I have most of some of my favorite DVDs that I own. Hell yeah. I have like old that. school. This is the very first movie. Freaking love the cases. Look at that. Look at that B movie, man. That's awesome. Freaking love Evil Dead. But yeah, I got <laughs> that. I've got Army of Darkness and then my case during, for two. Man, during the time of where Troma ruled the world. Yeah. There's or actually Troma something was funny. Like what, was, uh, what was the funny thing? Oh, I see. It just uh, I I love how on Army of Darkness, at the top it just says uh, 
from the director of Darkman. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, I really love Darkman, and that was a big selling point for Yeah, him, so. it's like... <sighs> Probably. It's like, why... No, you should say when you're talking about Darkman from the director of Army of Darkness. Uh, Liam Neeson, his first major role, of course. Womp womp. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's all I had. I love those. Those are like, I think some of these are actually worth quite a bit. Um, I think it's <laughs> these two. Like, so, Man, like some of those old school DVDs are like worth quite a bit, I think. I probably have mine back there somewhere. So I think I have it too. Okay, so go ahead. Silly movies. Turn that back on. All right, Phoenix, Fry Man. Your time is now. As uh, so I can take another hour to just talk about what not. Um, all right, so these aren't super spoopy, because uh, as you guys know, I'm I'm a wuss when it comes to spoopy things. So, if anything, these lean more on the gore side, maybe. Gore counts. So I have two. That works. Okay, these are these are heavy. Well, actually not heavy. They're just big and cumbersome. So I've got. My Gears of War Lancers. Oh, that is pretty good, actually. So That's the... He actually pulled that off the wall? God damn. I think that one's <laughs> from um, Gears 3, I think, right? Yeah. Gears 3 is the retro Lancer. So uh, this one I bought new. I think it was only, it was only like 100 bucks. So I know it seems, kind of, um, seems like a lot, but at the time, I thought 100 bucks for a... Ginormous scale. freaking gun? Hell yeah. That's awesome. This is back when we were like really big into Gears of War. Um... I think Gears of War 3 was like the last Gears game I actually kind of got into. After that, I fell uh, fell I off I quite played a bit. The, I played the man campaign for Judgment, and I think that was it. Though I didn't play any of the online. I didn't even know if that one had online. And Judgment came before three. I think no, it that was, was after three. One was it? was it? Maybe it was. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't play much. I mean, I played the other games. I never got big into them. Like three was kind of the last peak for me for Gears. So I have this guy, and I also have. I can get it. Both at the same time, the normal one. Nice, yeah, dude, that's killer. I never bought one, man. So this one, oh man, I, I made a mistake. Should be holding both of them. Uh, this one I got for ten dollars at Goodwill in the toy section. That's that was this a, one's that's worth a collector's so thing. much more than this one. Yeah, yeah, this one's like, oh, what is it? I want to say like NECA, but it's like a three hundred dollar Lancer. Jesus. This is back when Goodwill was good. NECA, so. NECA's a big... Uh, they make like a lot of toys. They make uh, yep. action figures and stuff. Yeah, That's it's got awesome. a couple of chips up on the chainsaw, but I don't care. So, yeah. Who will notice that? Nobody. Here's your new thumbnail, Chaz. Yeah, really. Nope. I already Should forgot. use it. Right. Okay, so... That's, that was yeah, cool. That's our highlights from the Horde um, for this week. Horde. Uh, All done. Okay. Put back so, your weights. So this is exciting. I feel like we're kind of behind on uh, on news topics for the last for a little bit. So we actually have a ton. What do we have? Like seven, I think, lined up. Hopefully, we our high score is five. So if we can get past five, we will have uh, broken a new high score for ourselves. Oh, uh, it won't happen. I rant for too long. You probably could have done it without me. We do. I th yeah, I think we passed five last time, didn't we? No, well, we, we, we got something. to we got five, and then we talked about the final one after our time ran uh, out. Yeah. Oh well. No one likes you anyway. Okay. So Jeez. let me get the timer going here. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Do, 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 do. Probably for the best. Man, I saw that, and I was like. 
That's cool. I'm glad I got my mine. <laughs> like oh, my, you're talking about the first like, topic, I, yeah. Yeah, I like my big version. Sorry. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah. Right, I had here to we go. Down Three, I, two, I got scared of falling. One, here we, here's our speedrun news. Here's our chance to talk about all the major stuff that's been happening in gaming. I'm hitting start. So as of one topic, this is just came out literally earlier today, but uh, Sony has confirmed a PS5 Slim for this holiday season. Um, just a couple things that are notable about it. It comes at one terabyte for storage for the PS5 and the digital, um, up from 825 gigs from the original console. Um, comes with other things. It says the uh, PS5 model will be starting this November in the US. And then as for pricing, it says that the normal disc version is $499, but the PS5 digital is up to $450. So technically that one has seen a $50 upcharge from the base, you know, uh, digital mm -hmm. version. Um, it looks like and to my knowledge, that's not just the slim version. That's a $50 bump on even current digital models. Womp womp. Oh, okay. I, I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Yeah. Why the, why the hell are they bumping out up? Apparently the consoles are only well, like 30% smaller, so it's like... It... Well, they said that it's, it's not only 30% smaller, but I think it's like the weight aspect is like better too. Like there's a lot involved apparently. Yeah. But yeah, the biggest reason to get one of these is going to be, and I'm assuming I didn't read the all the details on it, but it should be more power efficient. That'll probably be the biggest thing. So probably draw a little less power, which you know, better on your energy bill, kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and the other thing, I don't know if you did, maybe you mentioned it, and I, I didn't hear you, but the disc drive is removable. So basically, you could buy the digital version if you want, and then you could buy then the external drive and pop it on the side. Like all four plates mm -hmm. are removable now, so mm -hmm. that's kind of neat. I mean, I like the expandable yeah. option. So that's cool. Yeah. No, how much would that be? I didn't see any pricing for just that. I would imagine fifty to hundred bucks. I'd probably say closer to a hundred, but yeah. it might only be fifty because then it'd keep it in line with if you bought the you know big boy version of it with the drive already installed but it did yeah, say oh well it said it will be sold for fifty dollars it, it said the blu-ray disc drive is sold separately for eighty dollars so uh, at that point you might terrible. as well just, like, yeah but at that point you might as well just get the other thing i mean you're spending way more than you should well the point is you don't may not know like a lot of people might be on a budget they may not think oh i'm never gonna need the disc they buy the discless version this at least gives you an option to easily upgrade it yeah you're paying a little more i don't know i mean i would i would love if it was the same price just 50 bucks to make it on uh parity with the full system but i don't think that's terrible do you think the design is all that drastically different i mean they just all they did was put, know. put a black line just, over it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, they um, a little bit yeah. that you can break it off, I guess. So. Yeah, they just shrunk it down some. Um, I don't think this is the slimmest of slim systems I've ever seen. Um, I looked at the measurements. It's a little smaller, but um, I think looking at them side by side, I don't think it's going to be significantly smaller. But you know, I've already got mine. I, this is not this is not an upgrade for most people. I don't think that's what they're advertising it as. It's just if you still don't have a PlayStation Five, this is you know the next step kind of into that ecosystem. And I think having the removable drive is nice because cool. a lot of people, I'll tell you, probably don't want the disc drive. They probably are happy with digital, but they're probably on the fence. They're like. I don't know. It's a big risk to go all digital. They don't know if they're going to want to do it long term. So honestly, if anything, this is going to help them probably get buy-in into the digital system because people now at least will feel comfortable being like, well, if I really have to have a disc, 
I've got a fallback buying the external. So yes, it's more money, but people want that, you know, kind of just fallback. And honestly, I bet none of them, well not none, a very small percentage will end up getting the external drive and it will just, I think even pave the future for all digital even more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're probably really testing out those waters like hardcore. Yeah, they're making it an easier buy and into all digital, which and, uh, and uh, yeah, sure. And up and up the uh, PS uh, PS plus, which they already doing. Maybe. Oh, well, they already did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to move us on to our next topic. So as a kind of, you know, directly, almost directly correlated with not exactly this story, but uh, something else that also happened is uh, Jim Ryan, the CEO of uh, uh, Sony Interactive, uh, is uh, basically retiring. He's going to be stepping down. Um, let's see. He says he will be retiring in March of 2024. Uh, Corporation President and Chief Operating Officer Hiroki Totoki will be uh, taking on the interim CEO role as of April 1st. Uh, Ryan cited increasingly uh, difficulty in reconciling his work in Europe and North America. So basically he's living in Europe and has to work over here somehow. I'm guessing multiple flights. <laughs> like constantly that or i guess over you know over video and then uh mm-hmm. he just says it just says he's worked there for 28 years so a rather long tenure so he's basically been there since some of the early formative years you know for sony so um what do you guys think about that i know a lot of people are very negative about it I man that was the kind of upcry people like we're not, we're not not negative they were glad he was leaving um I don't have a big, I think, I don't have anything against Ryan. I know he's kind of come across, I think, kind of, maybe douchey is the wrong word, but he's done some anti-consumer moves, I think, with PlayStation. He's been behind some price increases and some odd decisions. I can't remember them all now. So I can understand the negative connotation that he's kind of, you know, correlated to himself, but I don't think that's necessarily all him. I mean... He clearly has done a good good job because PlayStation is still sitting pretty much at the top, at least when you know compared against Xbox. So, yeah, I mean, good for him if he's really taking off time to spend with his family. If that's the real reason, then good. I mean, I'm sure you could speculate. Um, I know some speculation I was hearing was this is partially because maybe he didn't help out so much when it came to that Microsoft Activision deal, and maybe his actions mm. were more harmful than beneficial. Maybe. Um, but you know, there's no way to say that. I mean, at this point, I would say just take him on his word. I wish him the best. Good for him. Yeah, I don't have anything to. Pre- I, I, I think he did a fine job. I mean, he kept the ship going. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say PlayStation is like. I, I think they were probably strong. Well, when did he become CEO again? Was it? Oh, he it was recent, right after the PS4. So that was after the. Uh... It was after the PS4 released, but it was during the PS4 life cycle, to mm. what I recall. Um, here's the thing, too. It's always hard to say like how much of you know a company's direction is all based upon effects. one person, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he made you know a lot of bottom line decisions when it came to things, but you know there's more than just him impacting the direction of the console. So, yeah, he was behind some negative stuff on the PlayStation, but he was also behind a lot of positive stuff. So, you know. That's really all I can say. I don't, I don't have a big enough, I think, yeah, draw I'm in the of same one way or the other. I, don't, I, don't, um, I think PlayStation will be fine. You know, let's... Yeah. I will say, and once again, I'm not sure if this is all on him, PlayStation has definitely fallen back into that 
arrogant stance a little bit. Like, they do this every few generations, and I'm not sure how much of that was him kind of just being like, yeah, we're the best of the best, and kind of make some odd anti-consumer choices because of that, or if that's just how things kind of played out over the past couple of years, regardless of him being at the top. So it'll be interesting to see if that shift or that kind of, you know, stance PlayStation has been taken changes when the new guy gets in line. So, I don't know. Fair enough. Okay, so moving us on to the next one. I mean, we have uh, me and me and Gamer actually on the... What were you going to say? No, I'm just celebrating because this is a good oh, announcement. So yeah, yeah me and Gamer on the... Fireworks going off. On the, me and Gamer on the previous episode, we talked about uh, a lot of this uh, crap that's been going on with Unity. And uh, there have been some updates coming out of that. So basically, the president, CEO, and chairman, John Riccitiello, uh, this guy, he uh, will retire effective immediately. Um, essentially, the board within Unity is going to initiate a comprehensive search process to identify a new CEO. It says that uh, James Whitehurst will step in as the interim CEO, president, and board member. Um, and I just wanted to throw this out there that uh, John Riccitiello is the former CEO of EA... Uh, and he also claimed that at the time, uh, during some uh, corporate call or something, he said, uh, studios are effing idiots to not implement crazy monetization schemes within their games. Yeah, so, I remember that. Not the, <laughs> uh, not the great, well, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> good. Oh, I mean, this is good. The, face the question is, does this matter? like any more for unity like i'm curious what your stance is gamer because you probably had more experience than unity than most of us have like are you going to keep using unity now or are you done with it man i had i i had the the subscription for like 30 bucks for like years and then they bumped up everything and they, they grandfathered me in for a while which is great but my thing is is that like i i just don't i don't know the direction of unity is okay i suppose but I, I kind of falled off of Unity for, for quite some time. So it's like, for me, I want to see the new changes. I want to see what they're going to do with it. If there, if, if, it, if there is even any changes at all. They should. We'll see. They should like, change. I, the, hmm? I was going to throw a crappy joke at them. I was going to say they should change the name to separation or dysfunction. Uh -huh. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the damage is done here. Like, yeah. cause here's the thing, it's good he's out. I mean, they, they kind of had to. They It was such just a failing on their behalf. Mm -hmm. Like, people are going to be talking about this for years, about how oh, terribly yeah. he tanked the company. And I'm not sure if it was all him. I think that's the catch. Like, even though, yes, he's out, they're going to save some face there. He's going to be the fall guy in this instance. He's a scapegoat. He's he, not, you know. The yeah, you got to think the whole board was behind his decisions because yeah. they were seeing the dollar signs too. So, at you know, front-facing value, this is great. Yeah. But long-term, this doesn't mean a whole lot. And I would imagine that developers who were already use, using Unity have already been burnt. And yeah. there's nothing saying that, you know, give it a few more years, they don't want to reenact some of those practices. Like, they were extreme. The retroactive royalty thing, or the fee thing, that is terrible. Yeah. So most uh, gamers, or not developers, I'm sorry, not gamers, uh, most devs, especially indies, are not going to want to take that potential risk that they're going to invest two, three, four, five, six years of their life, who knows how much developing a game, and Just then be hit by some weird change. Yeah. Like, people are already switching over to Godot. Like, I was about to start a new project. I finally want to start getting back into some stuff, and I was about to get Unity set back up again, and then all this dropped. And I'm like, you know what? Nope. 
I'm starting to figure out Godot and look at some other options and there's some play around with more those. engines nowadays that you can mess with that are not Unity. Yeah, and Unity, as you were saying, has fallen off a lot in other ways. Like a lot of their downfall has not happened immediately. It's been over the past couple of years. So this is a good time to switch to something else. Unreal is still really solid if you need a powerful engine, and mm-hmm. if you don't, Godot, from what I've messed around with, is it's easy to use in some ways easier than Unity, and there it's completely open source. So there are no fees, no royalties ever. So you will own your game if you create one. So I think right. the days of Unity are numbered, so, and this yeah. is just a stopgap. So Godot is very good, bro. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, that's all I have yeah. to. That's speaking, all I have to bring to the table. I'm sorry. Speaking of Unreal. <laughs> all right. So quickly moving us on to topic number. What is this? Number four? Are we at? Um, Come on, hurry up! Uh, How much time we got? Something that happened a little bit ago, but it still is pretty pretty relevant. I just wanted to touch on. Uh, the epic layoffs, Epo- epic layoffs. Um, so, Ep- so Epic Games has basically laid off about sixteen percent of its workforce, which uh, equates to about eight hundred th- employees that have been affected. Company intends to intends to sell the music storefront Bandcamp. Um, Tim mm. Sweeney, CEO, essentially stated that all of this was due to Epic spending more than the revenue that they have that's coming in, which it's kind of your fault. <laughs> But, um, but basically, Sweeney claims that they only realized they had to do this, make this decision about ten weeks ago, and doesn't really state why that is the case. But yeah, I mean, I read a little more into the back end, like some of their stuff with Fortnite wasn't panning out like they wanted. I mean, you know, they're giving away free games all the time. Like the direction they were going was overly costly for the return on investment right now. Well, so they're, they're, they're cutting they're, labor costs. They're trying to like. I think compete with Steam mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects, and Steam just has a strong fist on everything. Regardless, I think they're of trying to is. compete with more than just Steam at this point. Like what? they're trying—it's more about Fortnite. They're try- yeah. trying to turn Fortnite into basically the new spent, metaverse. They probably spent a lot on that—the Apple, the whole Apple case. They probably spent so much on on fees, you know, for lawyer lawyer fees and all that. The whole case. It was some of that. I mean, they, they're spending a lot. I mean, and they have, you know, big, powerful products because of it, but they're not getting that return just yet. I think the big issue here, I mean, these people are losing their jobs due to no fault of their own. That's yeah. like the biggest issue. Like, these developers were probably doing everything they were asked. They were probably, you know, basically giving their lives away, working, I'm sure, long hours towards whatever, you know, uh, checkpoints and guidelines they were asked to meet. And then because the, you know... Um, the management decided that their particular strategy didn't pan out, their workforce is going to suffer. You're not going to see Sweeney take a pay cut. You're going to see the workforce suffer. And this brings me back um, to the days of Iwata at Nintendo. Remember when the Wii U... Yeah, when the Wii U was doing bad, they made a bad business decision. Their uh, strategy was not panning out. Instead of having their workforce suffer, Iwata took a pay cut. I don't remember how much it was, but... It was enough, apparently, to kind of keep things afloat. And he may, he still made a crap load of money. So it's not like he wasn't still making bank for his position. But yeah. that goes a long way to having appreciation for your management, feeling like you're cared for, supported. And you don't get that with the companies over here. So I don't know. It's a shame. And this is not the first or the last. I mean, this is just the most recent, I believe, in a big stint of layoffs. You're seeing Embracer Group sell off, make, like, full development yeah. studios and just dropping them, like... 
it's a really hard time to be in really not yeah. just game design I mean game dev in particular but even like software and like most of the tech companies they're doing some major layoffs I and mean, part of it is new technology some of it's ai some of it is just scaling back and people not hitting certain you know um check marks they were trying to so it's a sketchy time to be in the tech industry at least for these type of jobs but particularly for game dev and that it just sucks and here's the thing too epic has money even though they have maybe not have as much money as they had they are still extremely well off when it comes to how much revenue they have for stuff. I don't believe they had to cut their labor force. They could have found other places to pull that revenue from. Mm -hmm. But all right, um, so we only got to touch on four. Nowhere near six. Our new record. Aha. But um, I was able to keep our high score down. Yeah. But, but uh, real quick, I did want to just never underestimate the power of my ranting. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of mention just what other, the other stuff we have. We don't have to get into it. But uh, basically, the other stories were the UK approved, has basically approved the Activision Blizzard Microsoft deal. Um, a source familiar with Microsoft says that uh, the company is eyeing October 13th as the closing date where they'll announce, uh, <laughs> you know, basically the merger. Um, and it, it just says that the final decision of the CMA was supposed to be sometime this week. Um, Friday thirteenth. Yeah, Friday thirteenth. You know yeah. it. Oh man. Um, oh man. So you guys don't have to expound, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll get to kind of see some whatever comes out of that. I'm assuming immediately games coming to Game Pass. Maybe that they they have to already have that lined up. So it's interesting, and I know we're, we're kind of out of the segment, but this kind of goes along. Well, no, so here's the thing, um, and this could very much flip after the 13th, but um, someone from Activision or Activision Blizzard just put out a tweet like today or yesterday, um, I'm looking, October 9th, um, basically saying that right now there are no plans of Call of Duty or Diablo 4 coming to Game Pass mm. at this time. Uh, they said expect potential announcements for next year, but they didn't really mention any specific games, they're just left it very vague but specifically called out um the new modern warfare and diablo 4 i'm curious how much of that's going to be in their control i mean i don't know i would imagine at this point they've already communicated or microsoft's already communicated their plans for how game pass is going to play out so i would imagine this is a little transparent you do but still have um, i know in some of those i should say you do still have one more big game event before the end of the year you have the game awards that might be an interesting time for microsoft to be like we're going to drop one thing or you know what I mean? Probably. And you know... Um, well, I guess my point being is they directly called out Modern Warfare 3 and Diablo 4. Mm -hmm. They were vague about all other games. I bet as soon as this passes... Yeah, I think you're right. I think Microsoft... I mean, they said it in their uh, legal um, documents. They have to start making return on investment on this pretty quickly. I think you'll see a lot of the older Diablo, older Call of Duty start showing up. Not the new ones. Maybe those will be day one starting next year or something. But I expect you'll start seeing Diablo 3 pop up there. Maybe we'll see a resurgence in Diablo 3. I'd actually be really excited about that. <laughs> uh, maybe some of the old CODs. I don't know. Or maybe just, you know, the rest of their catalog. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD would be awesome. Or not HD, 1 and 2, whichever one it is. So, we'll see. Hmm. Um, and then real quick, blasting off, uh, last two I had was uh, apparently it's looking like maybe the KOTOR remake that was in production that got announced at a Sony event, a showcase from 2021. Essentially, Sony delisted the trailer that they had up, so now a lot of people are like, uh, but but uh, I I guess Embracer Group is the one that's helming that. So that just goes to show you again, like you were saying before, with the layoffs with Epic, that like companies are you know they may shutter this project. Who knows? Who knows yeah. how? I'm There's sure that, that, that Disney this. is probably an expensive property to 
here's what's interesting that makes this a little more sketchy. Um, yeah, because they mentioned, oh, it was, it's common practice to remove trailers to like for like uh, music that hasn't been relicensed or something. If they're about to release a game, if they're still trying to work on this game, why would you let the license for the music lapse? Like, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, so I don't know. I think the writing might be on the wall for this one. Yeah. And then last one, I don't even. Netflix is raising their prices. They've announced. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. Good job. Yeah. They're they're, oh, well. they're happy with those strikes. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'm not. I don't mean to be like mean. I mean, I I think it's good that like, you know, people are finally holding you know fire to the feet of these companies to actually release their numbers and tell people what they're actually making, <laughs> so that people can hopefully make some money off of you know royalties and all that goodness. Um. Okay, so we are moving to our final topic. Yay! Mm. So oh, speed man. run news. So if you, uh, well, I don't see why you would know. I was gonna say, <laughs> but uh, the us here I'm and following al- us, Chaz. Yeah, along <laughs> with uh, uh, another group of friends, we all got to go to uh, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. And, got my uh, souvenir cup and everything. Oh, I forgot to yeah. get my cup. Oh, I should have should have done that. But um, I don't know. We were kind of. I was kind of struggling with a way for us to cover cover this. But uh, I don't know. We figured why not just do another tier list of uh, kind of some of the the haunted houses we get to go into. Now, uh, we will explain why we weren't able to go into all of them. But basically, mm-hmm. yeah, we only got to go into maybe five. So I at least put them there so you guys could see what they were. Now, do you guys want to explain to the people here why we're only able to go into a handful of them? Three hours waiting on one line. <laughs> Come on. Like, you cannot do how many? Uh, what is it? There's ten. ten. Nine? Ten. Well, to be fair, um, our at least my goal, honestly, throughout the night was not to hit every house. And there was definitely a couple of points where we we, we kind of st- stopped focusing on houses completely. So, I mean, yeah. we um, we got there pretty early. We did the, was it scare early, scream early admission, whatever it is. So we got into the park um, for like three to five so we could actually get a head start on one of the houses. The way it works is if you're in the park by five and you have the ticket, then you basically can be in the first group to hit on one of the houses. So... We did Last of Us before it even the park even opened, and then we rushed over to uh, it was Stranger Things, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we were in line with, as Stranger Things about the time the park opened, and that was the longest wait. I think that was like two an hour. hour. It was a little shy it was of two at least hours. an hour yeah. thirty. Yeah. one forty. It was pretty ridiculous. It was, but then we kind of just like fell off. I mean, for me, those are the houses I actually cared about. The other ones, I was a little like, if we get them, we get them. So I know we waste a lot of time just kind of walking around, getting food, got some drinks. Um, I know we saw a show at a certain point. Um, just as a side note, I was extremely disappointed in all the food and even the drinks. At, uh, that was um, this that place. was the main thing I took away. Was I thought the yeah. food was terrible. I don't think I liked and I'll anything. Tell you, I, I watched like food reviews going into. I, I get really excited about theme park food. It's one of my like guilty pleasures. Like I know it's never worth it. It's always too expensive. But there's something about that theme park food that just you know usually hits pretty good. And I remember going in here. I really wanted that cordyceps corn dog. So it was like the picture looked great. It was like this big fluffy like had I don't even know what it was like breadcrumb mushroom stuff on top, and it looked like this big Korean corn dog. That was so disappointing. It was the blandest thing. The hot dog was like this tiny and this giant uh, breaded nonsense. Um, and yeah, then none of his drinks were great. I, I had beer after a while, so it's like, you know what? That was I enjoyed the beer a lot more than 
tasting those uh, uh, ridiculous fruit drinks that you guys were that drinking. That voodoo like. beer I had was awful. Whatever that voodoo beer oh, was. Oh, voodoo monk? was terrible. Yeah. The I'll tell you what I want to do, because as I said, I watched a whole bunch of like, food reviews going into it, and everybody was praising all the food items. We should have reviewed I want to go food. and have like a... I was gonna say I want to go and have like a real like one-on-one critical. This is what the food's really like. Uh, that way people don't waste their money on it because I was very disappointed. And there were a few other things we had too. Like I had some of the desserts that weren't great. Oh, there was the um, some other peanut, main item. The peanut I never thing. found a damn burger. Like we only saw it and then it's like that was it. We, yeah, we never found it on a menu the, anywhere. Anywhere. The, the peanut butter, cup. peanut butter jalapeno yeah. burger thing. I wanted that so badly. No. I was hungry. I was waiting oh, all night. To I was find talking that about thing. the moose cup thing we got. That was disappointing. Yeah, Yuri's favorite. Yeah, everything to me was a little disappointing. So next year we'll do a food review. Maybe that'll be the next year that list. We'll make awesome. sure we eat everything. But, sounds yeah. like a good idea. Just oh, I don't know. I was looking at my screen. Yeah. I feel like it looked stretched. Yeah, the food was <laughs> pretty disappointing. It looked disappointing. It looked huge on your end, though, like giggity giggity, like the <laughs> uh, the corn dog. I was, I was the, like, dang, that the corn dog. Massive. The corn dog was good on the first bite or two, but then when I started to set in that this is the all of it, I was like, oh. I've had corn bread didn't have any flavor, and like it had this sauce on it. So I thought that's where the flavor would come from. I don't ever even tasted the it was sauce. Just like honey mustard. It didn't even taste like that. And oh. then like yeah, the first bite was this big glob of cheese, and by the time we got to the hot dog, I think you were so full of bread, like yeah. Uh, We'll like, get off the food review. That'll be next yeah. year. But well, yeah. no, no, not just yet. When, <laughs> oh, okay. when it when it comes, oh, it's your turn to rant. Okay, <laughs> no, I Chaz just, is very opinionated. I just want to say items. I am a, a fan of corn dogs. Corn dogs have a very specific like breading flavor. I don't know what it is. It's like yeah, it's kind of like cornbread. Looks like a corn. Yeah, cornmeal. Yeah, That's, and, hence the name. And that was dog. not that Korean hot dog that breading no. is nothing like that at all k dogs well, like for, yeah, I mean, we should have like, known it was a korean dog so it was going to be different but still I, I saw it but it's that's not really a korean dog like i've i've had i go i live near a place that sells so many korean dog k dogs that have like you know hot dogs with cheese and, and they're they're freaking tasty and they don't even i don't even know what they put on on the one that you guys were eating but they they actually put sugar on theirs Mm. They, they dip it in sugar and it's like really weird because you can put ketchup and whatever the hell you want on it so that's why I'm like it it looked okay but from what you guys were telling me it sounded horrible it was all for show yeah and they were, they were like $10 too I think like 10 oh bucks. yeah fruit's not cheap some, there some stupid price oh yeah. well yeah but anyway we're here to talk about houses yeah so we actually did well, Chaz didn't. I uh, know um, me. Th- you did the Chucky house too, didn't you, Metal? Ch- Chucky was the yep. only one you guys. I was right with you guys. I didn't get yeah, to go. Yeah, so we to. got on six, and Chaz, we do. <laughs> we got left in our dust accidentally. I was. So, I, yeah. I got into line, and then some. I, I looked all the way towards the front of the line because you, you was able to get up there without skipping people, and I'm just like, Mark's like. Or my, my uncle was just like, skip the line. Just I'm like, what do you mean just skip the line? I'm going to get jumped by like a hundred people here. Like, I, I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah. It makes it sound oh, like it's so easy. Oh, why don't you just go ahead and do it? Yeah. <laughs> I, if I'm waiting in line for 20, 30 minutes and I see someone trying to go ahead of me, I'm not going to be happy. 
Like, I don't yeah, know, no, that's fair. But yeah, yeah so you were respectful. So let's see. We essentially got to go into one, two, three, four, five. So basically six. So we get we get to go into six out of these ten. So we'll let you guys know which ones we got to go into. But um, I don't know which one you guys want to start with. We can talk about. Let's start with the first one on your list. So what is that? Most... Stranger Things. Yeah. So Stranger Things. If you don't know, Stranger Things was, I would say it's the the main attraction, basically, of the entire thing. That's between last... that and Last of Us, like, yeah, I think it depends on who you are. But yeah, those are the two big ones. No. So what did you guys think? <sighs> um, man, man, my tier list is so low. Um, I'm it's curious, hard to scare me. I, yeah. It's hard to scare me. Um, I guess uh, it. I didn't see the show. I'm sorry. I gotta watch it still. Um, it it was cool. <laughs> um, I think I, I mean, it's a C for me, if anything. Uh, uh, it'd be B for me. Like if you have watched the show, then, I think there's some enjoyment there. I if you haven't watched the show, I don't think it's gonna do much for you. Um, it. I think I'm I'm a little more favorable than I probably would have been, just because the house we saw right before this. I was very disappointed in, so it made this one actually feel a little bit better. Um, but it was okay. Like, if you watch the show, it has a lot of moments from it. I mean, it's not really scary, but I'm, I'm kind of like with you, Metal. Like, most of these rarely are going to get a scare out of me. I'm going through for, like, the detail and the little mm-hmm. tiny narrative they have in there. That's stuff I'm looking for. Um, I w- in my mind, I was also comparing. I don't think I told you guys. When I was in Seattle, I did the um, they had the Stranger Things experience, which is like this big walkthrough kind of interactive Stranger Things kind of deal. It's kind of like this, but scaled up a little bit. And that was done a lot better than this. Mm. But again, it's a different type of experience. Um, I, say I would B. say B. I say B. If you like the show, I think you'll like this, but mm. it's not the scariest thing. And if you don't like the show, yeah, you're not going to get a lot out of it. It's also like, it's ridiculously hard too to also get what you want out of something that you waited almost two hours for. I think that wait, honestly, like, it kind killed of it killed a lot of the mood. Because then by the time you, you get to the end of the line, you're not thinking about the ride. You're thinking about, oh, thank goodness I'm at the end of not this the line. line anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I hate the fatigue fr- going into it. Yeah, I hate the fact that like every time we go through these houses, we're pretty much just getting pushed through these things like yeah. there's no oh, way okay. there's no you're way you cattle, can enjoy it. Yeah, dude it's it's you go so quick you're done in 30 seconds like it's like oh man i want to like that's something that i think you enjoy. don't get it when you watch like the um yeah you can get that when you watch like the youtube previews and reviewers because you get these people who have like gone through preview events so they have extra passes or they you know they go under like you know perfect conditions so they get to really take time and you get to see everything look at the detail you get more enjoyment out of that of course but when you're there in real life and you're shoved through after two hours of waiting and you yeah have 30 seconds to get enjoyment out of it it's hard i think to really soak in and appreciate all the work that goes into these houses you miss a lot of stuff that you said you got people shoving you in the back so well like i sent a video to phoenix of people somebody recorded you know their experience going through like a lot of the houses now granted these were in hollywood california and like if they're the same thing man there's a lot of stuff that they got i felt like that i didn't even see in some of these houses like there were actually like in the last of us the one that they got like there were actually scenes or you actually could see like um oh god what's the main character's name not ellie uh what's the other joel? Guy? Joel. joel you could actually see joel 
like doing things like there was a they walk past joel like trying to rev up a, a generator while there's like monsters coming at him and i'm like like i didn't see that unless i was moving too fast in there and I, uh, I saw man i saw joel i don't remember what he was doing um i saw a silhouette i remember it was a silhouette of both of them and it was like that was kind of neat but that was like the most i got out of it yeah. Well, are we talking about Last of Us now? Oh, no, no, no. On to oh, that no. One? We could, yeah, we'll just yeah. move to Blood Moon. Blood Moon we did get to go into. Do you remember this one? Okay. Mm-hmm. This was the last one we did. And honestly, I will say, um, I think we need to re- kind of rethink how we hit houses because we, in the last hour of the event, hit most of our houses. We hit yeah. like four houses At in like the last hour. because yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody was bailing. You could just like go on, walk through. We hit Chucky, Blood Moon, Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe another one. So honestly, we got to rethink how we play things out next year. But yeah. um, I kind of liked Blood Moon. Um, I'll tell you, I found, because um, this was true, I think, for some past years of Halloween Horror Nights too. The ones that I know the most about and have the higher expectations for, like Last of Us and Stranger Things, is harder for me to, I think, be surprised by and like get kind of the spooky stuff out of, because you kind of know what's going to happen to a certain extent. I knew nothing about Blood Moon. I don't know the background of it. I don't know if it's a movie, a TV show, whatever. So just the fact that I don't know what I'm about to get into makes it a little more interesting, a little more creepy. Like, so. I gotta, I'll look it up. I feel like Blood Moon was a movie. Oh. Um, I liked this one. I, I, I liked it better than Stranger Things. And I think a part of that is, once again, my I just didn't have the same expectations for it, so it surprised me a little more. Um... I might say A, like comparatively to everything that we went through, I'd probably give it an A. It had some fun moments in it. Um, I don't know if you guys recall at the very end, you're walking through and they have like just all the people standing there in the hooded cloaks. And it's clearly one of those things where oh, some yeah. of them are dummies and some of them are real. So you get that one yeah. or two that kind of jump out and scare you. Um, and it was, it was that whole cult thing. So cults, you know, just, just creepy in general. So they had some very weird, gory not, sacrifice stuff that was weird. It was not one of my favorites. There's another one we'll touch on that I wasn't also wasn't a huge fan of. But, um, yeah, well, football, I would give this one an yeah, A, but you guys can drop it where you need to. An A? I liked it. Well, here's the thing. If I'm basing off Stranger Things, I liked this better than Stranger Things. I feel like this one for me is either on par or C for me personally. I could see B, maybe. What do you think, Gamer? I'm trying to remember all of it. I do remember the... Uh, I remember the things he's... Because there was a part where you went through a church. And I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember that. That, yeah. was, that was neat. I mean, yeah, I'm sitting yeah, I think jumping out had, at you. That's right. They had a lot more detail in that one compared to some of the other ones. Plus, we got to enjoy it a little bit more because we didn't get pushed across as fast. I would say B. We didn't wait in line for two hours. Yeah, we didn't wait in too long. Yeah, for such a long time just for that. So Um, we got an A, a B. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, that one was pretty good, I guess, from the little that I do remember. Um, You know, I'm going to go with an A on that one because the Stranger Things, even if I didn't watch a show, wasn't. I'll be honest, feeling. I was assuming we weren't going to have any A's or S's. So. I don't think we're going to have an S. I can oh, tell you I, I, I disagree. At least for me. But you guys, mm. let's keep on keeping on. Okay. Um, here's the, I am, when I do is. these rankings, too, I'm basing them off of, you know, relative to the ones we have. Not, like, if I put an S up here, I'm not uh, saying it's the best house ever. I'm thinking but comparatively like, to the houses we have. Okay. Yeah. I see. Because I was Good comparing point. them to previous houses I've been in it from, like, a decade ago. 
is from no that. oh. that's not really fair though okay. because we're really comparing these to each other not freaking 20 I'll, I'll rank it however you want if you want to go with kind of I, just I, on a I, like, pure, like, I like what you're you're thinking so to me i would still say a or b i would probably wouldn't with a b but two a's and a b so we got an a there okay that makes sense okay. Um, so next one, um, The Exorcist. This one's based on that uh, new movie that I think came out a couple days ago. Um, what, do you, what did you guys think of this one? When it scares a worker from like running out saying, I don't want to be in this one, like it's that's that's pretty funny. Is that a worker? I, she had a uh, she had a, a, a vest and everything. I don't know if that was a worker. I think that was just someone who went in. Cause it, yeah, this was the one we walked into. And like before we barely even got in, I, I'm pretty sure it was as a guest. She ran out. Oh. She was like, nope, nope, yep, not yeah, doing it. I saw that. I, she, I don't, all I remember was the, 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 you know, she was wearing like, what what do you, what do you call it? Like the, the green and yellow, like whatever, mm-hmm. like vest. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't remember we're seeing anybody wearing those except for the workers. But, well, maybe. I, mean, uh, I remember this was one of the ones. Was this one my wife fell in because <laughs> oh, because scared so bad so, she fell yeah. to the ground. Yeah. Oh man. I don't think so. I think that was. She was great. She's great. She's a trooper. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. I don't remember actually. She made it so much more fun. Oh no, Every that was time. that was Dark Moon. That was Dark Moon. That was she it? Fell in. Yeah. Is this the uh, one that she fell back on and took? Oh, the this is the one I caught her on. Like yes. she started to fall backwards yes. and I hooked her by the arms yes. real quick. Yes, yes, this was great. So um, since we are good. My wife loves horror uh, haunted houses, but she just is super jump scared, like super jittery when it comes to stuff. So it makes it so much fun to like walk behind her and push her out front the whole time. <laughs> it's so good. Um, um, I'm trying to remember the detail on this one, to be honest. I actually, this is the one I remember the most. So uh, since we're changing how we're grading these, I would say this one for me is an S or an A. I would say this is probably my favorite one we went into. Really? I really liked, hmm. I just thought it was kind of fun. You get to see like, Every, you know, you saw multiple little kids running around dressed as these oh, exorcists, and this one was fun because, like, it initially starts off with you like entering that 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 town that kind of looked run down, and That's and as right. you're going through, yeah. you start entering right. the house, and you start seeing you're actually seeing the process that they kind of had of trying to deal with the exorcist, and I That's I liked right. this one. I would say S or A. I'm not sure. I go B or A. I lean a little more B, but I could see A in there. For me, it's not an S. But once again, I I look at horror things very different than you guys do. So I'll go A. Um, I'll say A. It's my the middle. It's, for, if it's my favorite, though, should I say S? If it's your favorite, you can say S. But no, you're closer to S. I'm closer to B. So now it's wherever metal wants to land. I'm remembering the little kids and all that stuff. That's that's that was actually pretty cool. A lot. I mean, I was drinking in between, so you know, I had different alcohol content than you guys. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sit at an A because it, right Stranger Things is just yeah. It's a Stranger Things are just not. It wasn't good for me. No. So, all right. So we're gonna set an A. I feel like I'm happy with that. I could I could roll with that. Right, I'll be the middle man. So. I'm going to just throw it out there. I think, to me, this was the most disappointing one out of the entire group. <laughs> this is the one I may have been the most excited for, too. But uh, I wasn't that thrilled with this. I, was it because it was the first one? Maybe we weren't as drunk as the later ones? But not, no. that, not that I was ever drunk. I feel like 
That's no. something I should throw in. I, p- part of the reason I was disappointed is that we were waiting in line so often that your buzz, my buzz, well, would just keep going away, and I'm just like. First off, since this was the first one, we're in the middle of the sun. Yeah. Waiting, and it was blaring hot outside, and um, even our drinks were crying. Um, it was that bad. Um, and plus, on top of that, we went through this thing, and. <clears throat> You know, I, I think it was just too coming from outside being bright, going inside being really dark. We could barely see anything. This was too dark, and I don't yeah. think it's just that we came in from the brightness. Like the way this was lit, you couldn't see any detail anywhere. From what this I saw, also had those I, details. Those cordyceps details were awesome. Like I think they were, but the environments you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell what was going on. It, I think here's my bigger issue with this. Every other house had a bit of a narrative kind of going through. Say, it was like, oh, we're here, then that. we're there. There was movement to it. This is just like clicker, clicker. Yeah. Here's another clicker. And you couldn't tell where you were in the game necessarily. You couldn't tell if they were trying to follow the game. It was, I guess I there were moments were. I could kind of tell. Like, I know you mentioned, like, they had the truck crash at the beginning. There was, like, barely two set that. events, and that was about it I saw. But, like, I guess what threw me off is, like, that was a scene that didn't even have many clickers. That was supposed to be a big shootout with, you know, whatever the town folks were. I remember the guys who jumped them, essentially. Mm-hmm. It was none of that. It was just clickers. I saw Ellie once, and I saw Joe once. Not together, just kind of in two separate places. Mm-hmm. And then it was clickers popping out of random crevices in the wall. And everything was just dark. It wasn't scary either. I mean, they tried to jump scare you a lot, but that was eh. it. I don't know. There wasn't enough story to it, which I know is kind of an odd thing to ask for in a haunted house sometimes, but that's what I like. I like to be some weird, creepy narrative kind of going through, and I don't know. This has had one note, and it was just clicker the whole time. If you love clickers, that's the whole reason you liked The Last of Us. I mean, they were very detailed costumes, but this was my most disappointing. I I would give it a D. I would Mm. give it a D as well. Um, Actually, there was a few moments where I could actually see the detail on them, I didn't think it was very good, especially at the end. There's a last clicker as you as we got near the exit door, and he got into the light, and it was. I didn't think it was very good. But. Oh yeah, I didn't see that part. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think D is fine. It's disappointing. That was the one I was probably looking forward to the most. It, too. it really. Yeah. So the it one just didn't help. Yeah. Didn't so the one I didn't get to go into, Chucky. What did you? You? I don't have an opinion on this one. That I was hilarious. This one. I loved it. This is S for me. So, I w- um, can I just say, I did watch the video of the girl, the lady going into the hollow, the Hollywood one. Does it start initially with you walking into like boxes stacked up of Chucky, or or is that different? Um, I can't remember exactly. I mean, I remember walking I remember in. House. Here's what Thank I really liked about this one. It might have just been the way it was structured. Um, all the other houses, you're, you're just waiting outside in the back lot, pretty much. So you're in the heat. It's you know, There's nothing kind of prepping you for the house. This one took place inside the Fast and the Furious-like garage. So one great thing about it is you're inside in the AC. So that made me just a lot happier to be oh, there. Nice. And they had this little preview video about the Chucky house, like kind of oh. prepping it. Um which it add a little bit of story going into it. Like there was this guy in a big Chucky costume and then the real Chucky threw a knife in his face. Yeah. And then what happened is we go into the house when the first things you see is the big dude in the Chucky outfit with a knife popping out of his head. So he had some continuity. Um, So that was the first thing I remember, but this one was cool because you went through and you know, Chucky's really cheesy anyway. Like Chucky works when you don't take it seriously, like at all. Um, 
So you're going through, they're showing, I guess, these little uh, scenes from the new show or new movie that's coming. I think it's a show. Um, and at first I was disappointed because you only go like maybe, what, 20 seconds metal, and then like you're outside again, you think the house is over, and you're like, oh, and this it's was not. terrible. And then you, it like pulls this like 180 on you when you realize even though you're outside exiting, you're still part of the house, and then it yeah. pulls you back in. And from then it was just crazy just like nonsense the whole yeah. time these horrible over-the-top deaths that were occurring yeah. guys like half like half their bodies are exploding and just like yeah. very over the top it was just it was most fun i had it was very yeah. easy to track what was going on it had some jump scary moments there was one scene um or one section i was walking through i turned the corner i think i was in the front of the line and they had this hallway with, and this might be what you saw in the video chat, a bunch of Chucky boxes lined up on either side. Mm, I saw that. And you knew one of them was going to hop out at you. Yeah. Like, they had a lot of fun little moments like that. I enjoyed this one a lot, a lot more than I thought I would. So I'd yeah. give it an S. Comparatively to everything we did here, Actually, it was my favorite. I'm really sad you didn't get to see it, Chaz. <laughs> yeah, ex explaining it now that I do, I do remember all that stuff. And, um... <laughs> I do remember I do remember it um, yeah it was good that's yeah a, you know nice. what I, I think it, it was fun and I think those are one of the final houses that we hit too if I'm not mistaken it was mistaken. it was like the second right after we got out of the show yeah and yeah, it was right. it was good it was it was very enjoyable okay so we didn't get to go into Unmasked which apparently that's like a horror themed Universal Monsters thing, mashup of all Yeah, like, like Invisible Man, stuff like that. I was never overly interested in doing that mm -hmm. one. I'm not huge on Universal Monsters. I've yeah, heard in the it was okay, but... No. The one I wanted to, we didn't get to, was the Yeti one. I kind of was curious. I wanted the Yeti one, too. Yeah. 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 We, we, never, we were near it, too, but then we saw the line and we're like, no. I think we chose to do Exorcist instead yeah. of Yeti. Yeah, because yeah. it was right next Which, to each other. Yeah. Which I enjoyed extra, yeah. so at least for me, it's like... Yeah. Uh, there was a Dueling Dragons one. I don't know anything about the Oddfellows, Twisted Origins. So the Oddfellow, like, you know, every year uh, Universal has their own Clown character for Halloween Horror Clown, Nights. This was their canonical character, Dr. Oddfellow. So I've heard the house is okay, but, you know, it doesn't have any kind of, like, background to kind of pull you in, so I don't know. So the last, or one of the ones we did, which, uh, this was the Darkest Deal. This was the, uh... Was it like very southern kind of like oh this is the down one by the bayou the sell your soul to the devil kind of stuff yeah, yeah like this a, is that robert johnson type of deal it's like a music sell guy selling his soul yeah mm -hmm. basically this yeah, one and it was I, a lot of blues yeah this one i wasn't big on either so for me i would was, i would say c i'd give it a b i i give it a b because i remember the detail being really pretty cool actually like especially when you walk in in the beginning and you see like this the signature being so it, it was like vampire it's like all vampires or something i don't know if they were vampires i, I think that vampire. was, it was a little hard for me to know what was going on like once again i had, I had no context to this one but that kind of helped a little bit because i was a little more surprised but i didn't know exactly what the main story was besides this guy sold his soul but I don't know. I thought the way it moved through the, you know, southern kind of bluegrass creepiness, I think, kind of sold through. So I liked yeah, it, was, it. It was neat for what it was. No. Ah. Um, Burger. No. No. All right. That That is our, uh, what is it? That That is our six that we get to go into out of the ten. Once again, it sucks because we even got that early pass. And I assumed. And we barely got into anything. We only got into the first one and that was it. Yeah. 
To be fair, though, we probably we did save enough. ourselves two hours of waiting because both the Stranger Things house and Last of Us, they almost the entire night had two hour wait. So, yeah, we still had to wait for Stranger Things, but we didn't have to wait for Last of Us. I'll tell you, if I would have had to wait two hours for Last of Us and then went through that house, I would have been far more upset. Um, the fact that we just got to rush through that one essentially as soon as the part kind of pseudo opened, I think helped take the sting out of it a little bit. Because um, we really only waited significantly for Stranger Things. All the other five houses, it was maybe a 30-minute wait for most of them. Even um, Last of Us wasn't that long of a wait. It was hot, but it wasn't that long of a wait when we got in there. No. No, it was just long because we got there really early. <laughs> yeah, we waited in the pre-queue. But still, when I mean, once the thing actually started... I don't know if we can do it next year, but I'm, I'm going to definitely push for fast pass if we i i don't think i would want to give universal that much money out of out of just so i don't know like is here's, it even worth it i mean you're right it's expensive it's 160 bucks just out of like so here's something spite. to look at i don't, um, don't want to give them 300 dollars, but it makes it a, well if you're gonna go that route like for one if you get fast pass you're still waiting in a line so you're not just bypassing all the lines. There's yeah. a queue for Fast Pass too, which that gets a little lengthy. At that point, if you're spending like that's like 250, 300 bucks, I think for 350 bucks you get a specialized tour that goes through all ten houses. Um, they show you the behind the scenes, like you get to I, walk I through the house. I saw people doing a tour. That's what that was. Huh. I think so. So honestly, if you're really thinking of doing that, it may be better, better we talk about just investing a little more than even that. And then guaranteeing you do every house and you get the tour and everything. It's that's the most expensive option, but maybe I don't know. I'm always in between on it. Like I enjoy the houses at Halloween Horror Nights, but that's not always the main draw. Like I just kind of want to go and hang out. So the fact yeah, that I didn't yeah. get to see those other four houses, I don't know if I would have wanted to pay an extra 150 bucks to guarantee I saw them or not because they're all a crapshoot, right? The best houses could end up being the worst houses, like Last of Us, which was the biggest draw. I thought was the worst house. And then the houses that I was least interested in, like going into this, I thought Chucky would have been like bottom of the barrel because Chucky is a very kind of drowned out IP at this point. And I loved it more than everything else. So I don't know. Houses can be fun, but it's more fun just to go and kind of hang out there. I think so, the, I, I think the green gods ride was the best thing. I think. Oh yeah. That, that ride was freaking awesome. Something else disappointing about this one, which usually kind of makes up for the houses. If you can't make them, the scare zones, I thought they were terrible this year. They were awful. That was what, 1960s, like, hippies or something? Yeah, they had the weird, like, 70s music thing. That didn't work for me. Then they had, like, the weird sideshow circus stuff. They had people on on stilts or something. Nonsense. I think we missed one of the zones because we kind of skipped over the front part of the park um, to kind of get to where our shortcut was for Last of Us. But yeah, none of the scare zones were that. I mean, I remember a few years ago where they had the guy with the clown chainsaw thing oh, running around, wow. scared oh, my wife. Cool. That was great. So yeah. I don't know. A little disappointed there too. The the one time we went, they had the purge. That was freaking fantastic. Like, yeah, they would have like, you know, the truck that smashed or whatever, and then everything would come out of the smashed truck. It's like, oh, cool. They're just coming out, just chasing after everybody. It's like, oh, yes, perfect. You know, yeah. but, I, get- I don't know. I was going to say, I guess that's a good way to kind of even wrap this out. Like, I know we we ranked this relative to the house that we see here, but as Chaz, you were saying earlier, if we're ranking this to all the Halloween Horror Nights you've ever been to, 
none of this no. ranks all that high. Like I would say most of this would be D. C and below. <laughs> I might put still put Chucky at a B because I did enjoy it comparatively to every house I've ever been on, but this to me was not a flagship Halloween Horror Nights year. The food no. also disappointed me, so maybe it's just, I don't know. This is not one of the best years to go. I didn't even think the butterbeer was all that. I was like, oh. Well. Oh, butter, actually, you be quiet. Butterbeer is always good. Hmm. Actually, that frozen butterbeer was fantastic. <laughs> they had frozen butterbeer? They had frozen yeah. butterbeer. They told me they had cold or so hot. It was so good. Well, I got cold. No, they said cold or iced. Oh, the iced oh. one is where it's at. It's, it was like having like an ice cream shake. It was I should have done that. Dang. And you get that really cool. You get the cool little goblet. Mm. And it's bigger this time because I remember this, the other one I have is smaller. Giggle. I want to make I want to make my own <laughs> I want to make my own butter beer. I'm sure it's not hard. Uh, yeah, but it's full of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so yeah, so that was basically our thoughts on Halloween Horror Nights. Um, kind of interesting. Us getting to review an event that's definitely something I don't think we've. we've and then uh, now tackled. we have to, now we have to review the Super Saiyan. Oh, I've, that was the best part of the entire two days, Super Saiyan. I guess if you guys haven't heard, should we explain Super Saiyan? Sure. Oh, I got scared. I forgot I had a floating bald head above me. <laughs> bald head scared yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, if you guys don't know, um, and you know, over by Universal in Orlando, they're uh, not by it, but in the area there is a little restaurant right called super saiyans dragon ball z themed and it has a ramen shop it's a ramen shop and i think that was amazing i thought the food was, was good. like incredible oh it was good was yeah, it like it was a good ramen shop was it they also one expensive? in jacksonville if you're ever up the way is that one any different oh my ramen bowl was expensive um, I think the one in Jacksonville is a little nicer. I don't remember if the food was really better. I mean, I feel like it's the same selection. Um, the restaurant is a lot nicer in Jacksonville. Mm. It's a bigger location. It's a newer one. Um, I think it's th- it's themed a little more general anime than just Dragon Ball, whereas this one is just straight up Dragon Ball the whole time. But I don't know. They're both good. I mean, it's a good ramen shop. I mean, there's so many ramen shops across the world, so to say how this one ranks. Oh, yeah. But comparatively, it's a good one. I would recommend getting there early because we got there right when they opened, and it was still like right after it I opened. I told you. Yeah. Which is yeah, kind of funny. It fills up quick. It's hilarious to me because I've had really freaking good ramen, and they, they had good ramen. I'm not saying it wasn't bad. It was good, and I got the I got the the the, the stir fried ramen. I like it. It mm-hmm. was good. That was it was tasty. I got the V. And that sauce is where it's at, though. Like. The super sauce. Yeah, yeah, man, that's where it's at. And so if you go there, get the super sauce. Yeah. You start getting to the end, you start tilting the bowl. So good. All right. So I don't know. So, Phoenix, you're not able to join us for what the next podcast? That would be probably like the, towards well, the we end of the month. We kind of pushed this one a little bit. So typically, I know we've been trying to be on what first Tuesday of the month, but we yeah. pushed this one so we could do Halloween Horror Nights. So if you want to stick with that original schedule, then we're looking at, what, the 7th? What would be the 7th? Because I think I would be on vacation at that time. But yeah, probably some, sometime after that. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, Gamer, did you want to try? Good we'll about see, schedules. I'll get with Saran. <laughs> I don't know if he'll want to do one more before we before I go or not. But yeah, definitely at least with everyone, no. we'll plan for that, uh, that no- first week or two of November. Okay. Uh, just let me know if you want to, and yeah. um, 
it should be fine since Sounds I'm good. doing the other stream the other stream is probably going to be only on Mondays at least I'm going to try to do that so That's I know the... uh, I know Gamer has a new project that he has going on did you want to plug anything here I mean I could I plugged you in mine Giggity. did you? Oh. yeah I did Oh. Um, actually, I plugged all of my projects in that other, in the other one. So I started a new uh, uh, YouTube stream and Twitch stream for a band that I'm looking to start, which I have music already set up. It's a music project based off of a live creation for uh, new music that I'm I'm making. So I'm I'm pretty much just on the fly coming up with ideas so the point behind it is to create new ideas and if they go through they, they they're good if they're not then they're just not good i'm just really just using this as a way of documenting and um just keeping myself accountable so i can be able to uh take myself and take this new and then try to push it into atlanta so that's kind of where i'm kind of going with it Mm -hmm. um, when your chat gets growing, you got to have them vote on their favorite riffs. Oh, that would be awesome. I I would love to do that. Like like little polls and stuff like that. Like fun riffs or, you know, like ideas or songs or um, just, you know, little sections. That'd be great. Um, so I did my first one yesterday. So the name of the band is Limb Breaker. Like in, I'm taking a limb and breaking it. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's kind of uh kind of the, the stretch that i'm going with so if you enjoy you know looking at want to watch me putz around on guitar and and throw some ideas or just kind of do whatever you know or just you know shoot the crap mm -hmm. that's kind of like one of those channels where you can kind of say kind of what you want so I'm kind of open on that yeah. so if you don't know gamers uh one of his previous projects he uh i basically has the titular enter chasman theme song basically kind of spread throughout my channel so there you go so yeah go over I, there and see I, him create some stuffs yep i mentioned like my other bands my other past projects and my inspirations and all that fun stuff on the last on uh it was yesterday last night so hopefully you enjoy it leave some comments and you know show some love do that here first though yeah do that here first <laughs> or not no do it here first i demand <laughs> But um, okay. So as we move on into uh, we're you know we're officially getting near Halloween time. So what else do you guys have going on? Are you guys playing any of the games? Watching any movies? Shows? Uh, I think same as you. I'm waiting for Spider Man. So and Alan Wake. I mean, next thing kind of drops for me. Those are the two for nice. me. I, I gotta you finish got sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, Mario. Yeah, Mario comes out too, right? At the same time. Oh man, RPG. No, I, it's. I, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Wonder. Wonder. Oh, that too. Oh, no, oh that's next month. Yeah, RPG yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit later, yeah. RPG is yeah. like tell you, middle I'm starting, November, I think. Yeah. Or early November. I'm starting to think. Um, cause I know we're gonna start thinking about our, you know, end of the year game of the year kind of showcase. Oh man. I've been trying to think about what my game of the year even is. I'm not sure, man. A lot of the games I thought might be high on my list have not been overly, uh, um, not quite up to my expectations. I'm in the same um, boat. I know Starfield in particular, so I don't know. I'm really hoping Spider-Man, like Spider-Man honestly has a very large opportunity to probably be the best game I play this year, because I very much doubt that it's going to not be a solid I game. Think, uh, I love the last ones, so. I think Spider-Man and Alan Wake, I'm hoping both of them are like 
I'll play them at the same time. I'm hoping both of them are like really good. Because I would yeah. say Final Fantasy 16 is my current, but even though I liked it, it to me that would could easily be overdone by something like I, like that. To me, is not a set in stone, which is crazy to say considering a Zelda game came yeah. out this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, that game was another one didn't quite do it for me. I think I'm a little uh, disappointed. Like I know I'm talking about Spider-Man being like potentially game of the year, but at the same token, I think it's just because I know exactly what to expect for that game. Like, which makes me a little sad because typically my game of the year is something that I kind of want to surprise me a little bit. I don't think Spider-Man is going to do that, but I know it's going to be just really high quality. I'm going to have fun swinging through the city. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Insomniac is totally where. Uh... I feel like Insomniac right now is about where Rocksteady was for a while there with Batman, where it's like, it's like, oh, oh I know what I'm going to get. I can't wait for the next one, you know, like, like even with like mm-hmm. Arkham Knight, like that one, even though it was a bit of a, was it Arkham Knight? Yeah, it was oh, third one, Arkham Asylum, well, City, and then Knight. Yeah. yeah, even with Arkham Knight, like, even though like that one was a downgrade to the other two, it was still an incredible, incredibly fun game. So it was just a little broken and had some weird mechanics in it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so you guys, I don't know, that is, uh, that's another week of the Inner Chessman podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, we just had a chat drop. Uh, Ryan Pacarini in chat says, I see you guys went to Halloween Horror Nights. If you guys go next year, I recommend doing one of the two main houses right at the beginning, like you did with The Last of Us, then head, head to the back of the park near Men in Black. So what and does we he did. mean, we Men in hungry. Black? Is that just like the location of another house? He means just hit that house? We, I think well, we typically... I think typically the point is, like, if you get there quick enough, then the back of the park doesn't fill up nearly as quickly because you don't mm. think people flood in and they're going to hit those first big houses early on. So if you hit some yeah. big houses before the park technically opens, you can catch a few more towards the end. Um, yeah. And I have found a lot of the houses that are by that side are some end up being some of my favorite ones for whatever reason. Like, there was one we did a few years ago. Oh, man, we maybe we were at this one. It was like one that had 3D glasses, and it was like the oh, weird, that trippy, one was awesome. and, uh, a sane asylum one. Yeah, that one had that little one spinny thing, and the, 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 the yeah. little things are kind of frilly. And that we went on great. that one like three times, too. That was great. It was that good. No. It was so good. That would, that would actually be on my S. That was awesome. Like, That's my favorite too one. Good. Too good. He says, yeah. uh, then, walk back, then walk the park backwards so you can do like seven houses that yeah. way before crowds. We yeah. can make that. We can make that attempt. We can. We'll keep that in I mind. Think, I think. I think this year we just kind of lost focus after we did the first two houses. We kind of just like we tried to knock food, out the two big. Out. We tried to knock out the yeah. two yeah. big ones at first, and yeah. remember that uh, we that, probably could have done all ten if we would have really. Should we focused. have walked yeah. straight to Stranger Things first? Would that have maybe? Saved? Maybe it's hard to say. The Last of Us also filled up right after that. Both of those are going to be yeah. wasted no matter what. I mean, I think arguably Stranger Things might have been the bigger draw. I was less interested in that one initially, so I mean, I was glad we attempted Last of Us. As I said, I, I felt better waiting for Stranger Things. At least that experience didn't completely disappoint me. If I would have waited two hours when on Last of Us, I would have been sad. So I'm kind of glad we did the way we did. And I think it was about two or more like hours waiting for that if we didn't hit it first. Like no. it was, yeah. it was pretty pretty terrible. Um. Remember that, uh, the you know, this year we went to the show and it was cool, you know, like the show was the, fun. The I show was very I, fun, tongue in cheek kind of stuff. I hate shows like that. I'm just, 
all the dudes. Yeah, it's like it's all not like my... burlesque. Yeah, I'm not into that stuff. I'll tell you, I it was not Bill and Ted's no, crazy Halloween say, adventure. Like I love that was one. Fantastic. Or, or like if it would have been, yeah, it was a Bill and Ted like Halloween horror. I mean, uh, Halloween. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. style, and it was so much fun. Like. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, this show was a little one note. I mean, it was impressive to watch, but it was very one note. But I do say this one had a lot of crowd like energy yeah. that I don't think the Bill and Ted one had. So, you know, it was it was fun. I mean, I'm glad we got a chance to sit down because I think at that point we we're all kind of dying. So oh, that yeah. was nice. the only thing I had fun in that was I got to hear drowning pool really loud. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, in chat, Ryan also says, I'm able to do all 10 houses every year by like 1 a.m. Says, you have to do The Last of Us and Stranger Things either first or last. Yeah. Man, that would have been last. Yeah. All righty. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, I guess we kind of touched on what we got going on until the next uh, next episode. Um, I don't know. Down in the comments, guys. We'd love to hear. What are your thoughts? Did you any of you guys get to go out to Halloween Horror Nights? Did you... I don't know. What do you think about any of the major events we talked about in speedrun news? I'll need to pick a spooky game. Well, that's right. I'll have Alan Wake 2 to talk about on whatever next episode. It's going to be exciting. All right. So, I don't know. Uh, Phoenix and Gamer, do you guys got anything to say before we uh, hit the old dusty trail? No. Thanks. about time to head out. Nope. All right. And once again, thank you so much for watching, guys. We love yous. And uh, we will see you again. Thank you, Ryan, for uh, contributing there. We appreciate your uh, your engagement. That's that's better than no, no engagement. I feel like I say that every... Thank you for talking to us. <laughs> we're not, Please. We're not talking into the void. All right. Leave it on that note. Night, night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Going to end it here. Right here. End. Bye.